With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your late night Friday evening on the West Coast, your early morning on the East Coast. I, I can't do math with central times. I, hopefully you're, you're doing just great. How's that? Let's keep it simple over here. We're not uh, splitting atoms on the show tonight. Okay, lots to get into. You can always hit me up on Twitter at The No Show is where you can find me. And you can also dial in, 877-99 on Fox. We are available for you. Now, it's a little bit like Groundhog Day to start off the show. I was filling in for Big Ben last night, and I started off with the news that the Big Ten went to a conference-only schedule. So college football, that's what we focus on. That's the, uh, the top dog in terms of college sports. Numero uno. Head honcho, the ratings, the attendance in normal times, all of that. So we focus in on college football. That's the moneymaker. If you look at the Big Ten Conference, they chose to go to a conference-only schedule. So what happens on Friday? The Pac-12 follows suit. They are moving to a conference-only football schedule in 2020. Um. There are two ways I could explain what's going on in college football right now. The first one, I think of a cartoon. You ever see those old school cartoons? Maybe they're new school cartoons as well. I don't know. I've been out of the cartoon game for quite a while. But when I was a kid, 
I would watch some cartoons, and you would inevitably see a character who's trying to plug all of the holes in a boat, right? Like, picture a boat, all you're springing leaks left and right, there's water shooting up, and that character, it's like, okay, he uses his right hand, and all right, we've got that one hole taken care of. All right, now we got something else. All right, he's using his left toe, and, and then uh, he's got to use his, his left elbow, and pretty soon, you just don't have anything left to plug any holes where water's just shooting into the boat. That's how I feel about the college football season. Like, make no mistake, going to a conference-only schedule, that's like a cartoon character plugging one of the holes in the boat to prevent water from coming in. But that's not the only hole in the boat. There's water shooting up into that boat from other angles, from other areas. Because, ask yourself this, what does a conference-only schedule really accomplish? How does it really help here? And when you start to dive into that, it's like, oh gosh, it's a sobering thought. Or you might just think you're kind of skipping down the block like, eh, conference only, I can live with that. We're still going to get conference play and maybe a college football playoff, and I can deal with it. I don't love no Ohio State versus Oregon, and I don't love no uh, Notre Dame against USC. That's not great, but okay, we got conference only play. Don't just be a victim of blind optimism here. Look at this logically. If you ask yourself, what does a conference-only schedule really accomplish? How does it help? Because you look at what it doesn't help. Okay, these players and teams, they still have to travel, still have to fly, still have to stay in hotels. The amount of tests needed throughout the season like I don't know if the players are going to be tested as frequently as they need to to really have a, a good chance at at quarantining the, the players that are positive right away so it doesn't spread. I don't know if that's even feasible. And also, think about this. Are you really expecting young college kids to make wise decisions the entire season long? I mean, really, you're thinking, okay, these players, they go to practice, they go straight to their dorms. They go to practice again, straight to the dorms. There's a game on Saturday, straight to the dorms. <laughs> like, really? Look at LSU. The story was that the 30 players that were put in quarantine, most of them testing positive, some as a precaution, most of those players were at Tigerland bars. There was an outbreak. <laughs> there were like... Over 100 people testing positive for COVID going to those Tigerland bars. So that's all of the things on the one. There's two columns here. One column is conference-only schedule doesn't help here. And I just listed off like bullet point, one after another. On the other side, conference-only schedule helps in these areas. Okay, what areas does it help? I talked to an epidemiologist today. That's right. Deep dive. I do a weekday show here in Portland. So I talked to Zach Binney. He is an epidemiologist and a professor at Emory University. It's in Atlanta. He was a Dolphins fan. 
I was more receptive to what he had to say right right then and there. I was like, Zach, fins up, you too, really? So one of the things that he said that was interesting, in terms of a conference-only schedule, how does it help? He said two things. One, if a lot of these Power 5 schools, if they schedule a cupcake, let's say you have an FCS team on your schedule, well, a lot of those lower-tiered schools, they're not going to have the type of cash. They're not going to have the same cash flow as most of your Power 5 schools, and that might cause that school to be behind in terms of testing, and it can help in that area. And I'm like, well, okay, I buy that. That makes some sense. And then also the other part was if your conference happens to be in an area of the country where the numbers are lower than other parts, that could help you as well. That was it. That was it. So if we walk through this, an FCS school that might not have the funds for multiple tests, you know, frequent testing. Okay, that's one game. That's one game on the schedule. And then if you say the general area, maybe you get, uh, let's say, Big Ten country. Your numbers are better in Big Ten country than they are in, say, the South right now. Right, where you've got Florida, some of those southern states, numbers are spiking. But then look at the Pac-12. Pac-12 just went to a conference-only schedule. COVID numbers are spiking in California and Arizona. That's most of the Pac-12. <laughs> Schools in those states. So just going to conference-only, I think it's a Band-Aid on an open gash. I just don't think it does that much. And I wish, let, let me just tell you right now. I wish I had better news for you. I do. I wish that I could just wave my pom-poms and be like, hey, 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 everything's going to be great. It's a step in the right direction. We're going to have college football in the fall. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I just don't see it happening. I'm Brian No, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote, if you say, "Oh, Brian, why, why wouldn't, why don't you believe this?" A couple of reasons: everything I laid out before, and the NCAA they've main- maintained that they're not going to be playing football games if they don't have students on campuses. If students aren't allowed on campuses, then they're expected not to play football games. They haven't budged on that yet. Do you see campuses just opening up all across the country with these numbers spiking? I don't see that. I talked to George Reister today. Out of nowhere, George Reister, former NFL player, hosts a show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's on Sunday afternoons with Dan Beyer. George and I hosted a show together here on Fox Sports Radio for a number of months. I love George. It's great. And so he called me up out of the blue and uh, he was talking trash about heavy metal. I'll have that story for you a little bit later. But he said something really interesting about COVID and the conference-only schedules that some conferences are going to. He was like, for a second, I, I, I lost all logic. <laughs> I, just, I just turned emotional, like, all right, we're going to have a season. And then 
he came back to his senses and he was like, I, I just, I don't know how that's going to work. And the comparison he made, I thought was perfect. He said, it's like waiting for, it's like a kid waiting for her deadbeat father to pick her up, right? That's how a lot of college football fans are right now. It's like the little girl who has plans for her deadbeat father to take her to the park. And she's sitting there waiting like he said. He said he was going to show up. That's how we are as college football fans. A lot of fans are sitting here like, oh, but no, we should. We should be having a season. I was told that we're, we're probably going to have a season. <laughs> it's like that. Our deadbeat father is not going to pick us up. That's where we're at. And I hate that that's the case. I, I hate it that there are like little girls out there who are heartbroken because their deadbeat fathers don't show up. It sucks. I don't look at that girl like, man, you're a sucker. I don't look at that at all. And somewhat similarly, I look at college football fans and I have empathy. I'm one of them. I sympathize with myself. I'm like, this sucks. I want football. I want that. But I'm not going to turn into an adolescent. I'm 42 years old. I'm not going to act like I'm five and just have blind hope like, my father said he was going to pick me up. Like, no, just look at this and use some common sense over here. I just don't see how the season begins and the spread doesn't happen and the season doesn't shut down. One thing that was actually pretty comical here. I'll try to stop being so doom and gloom. One thing that uh, did make me laugh. College football playoff executive director Bill Hancock. He said that the selection committee will use the existing protocols to select playoff teams. What? <laughs> like, how? How could you use the same system when the season, as it stands right now, is going to be dramatically different? How can you use the same criteria, the same protocol? How? How would you not change your grading system on the fly to meet a new normal in 2020 in the college football season? I just saw that headline. I'm like, what are they talking about? That makes no sense whatsoever. But that's based on the idea of, hey, we just don't have non-conference games, conference-only play, then teams still play about 10 games apiece in the fall. I don't see that at all. I just don't. Okay. More comparisons around the corner. I think this uh, whole college football landscape has something to do with Texas Hold'em. And also this, I want to shift gears to a separate subject. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, a statement that is just incredibly weak. I'll share that with you. I'm Brian Now Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Roberto back at the building there in Sherman Oaks, the L.A. area, manning the controls. And I thought of you today, Roberto. A couple of reasons. None of them weird whatsoever. First off, um, grilling. My grilling game is getting a lot stronger over here because I'm seasoning my steak, my pork chops. I'm using Himalayan pink salt, right, and the black pepper. So I just use that. It's made a tremendous difference. Now, I have to ask you, is there anything else that you would recommend while I am fine-tuning my grill game over here? Got to go with the charcoal, man. Still, you're still banging the, the charcoal drum, huh? Yeah. Got to do it. How about seasoning? Cause, you know, you know why? Because I, 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 got, I got lazy today. I'm like, I got to work later. I don't feel like going outside and grilling today. It's 100 degrees outside. And I cooked the hamburgers on top of my skillet. And you know what? Hamburger wasn't as good, man. Not as good. Not as good as on the charcoal grill. See, you know what? You had to go with a plan B because charcoal takes too long. You were punished for that. No, see, the problem is I like to go grill outside, open the beer, you know, yeah. have like maybe five, six, you know, because <laughs> I don't go to work the next day. But because I had to do that, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to do this inside. Are you big on seasoning? Uh, uh, yeah, my carne asada definitely, you got to let it marinate for 24 hours at oh, least. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The steak, I- you don't have to. The steak is simple. You just, uh, you take it. If you're cooking a good steak, you just take it out of the you take it out of the fridge, let it sit for to say thirty minutes at most. But you got you got you got to pound the meat, take some of that uh, some of that uh, what do you call it? You you got to pound the meat. They say, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then you add some salt. You let it sit for like thirty minutes, and then you and then you 
uh, add some olive oil to it, olive uh-huh. oil to it, some black uh-huh. pepper, and you, you sear it two or three minutes, good. and then put it in the oven for like another five, three, four minutes, and that's it. Yeah, mate. See, you have more of an extensive grilling process than I do, but uh, I'm learning here. By the way, how many shifts do you have in a row here? Uh, I've been here since uh, Sunday, uh, last Sunday at 2 o'clock. So. <laughs> You've just been there the entire week. Yeah. I was looking at the schedule, man. I lost count. I was like, <laughs> Roberto, 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 Roberto. I'm like, holy cow. And these are three, four-hour shifts? When you get out, do you get out like by Tuesday? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I get out Today I'll get out at 7 o'clock in the morning. Man, good for you. I will try to do a good show specifically for you <laughs> like with this long schedule, man. Thank so, you. Uh, Appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I'll do my best uh, specifically <laughs> for you, man. Uh, let me go to the phones here real quickly. Rusty is in Winchester. Wanted to chime in about the Rona. What do you have on hey, your man, mind I'll here, t- Rusty? Hey, man, it's not a big deal, but I'll tell you what. You got to tip your hat to the man over there on the, on the boards, man. Mm-hmm. He's been working his butt. And, you know, it's not easy, you know, when you stay for a long time like that. Oh, it takes a lot of mental focus, Rusty, is what it takes. There's no doubt. When you work 10 or 12 days in a row, you just go to work, back home, to work, back home. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. It, sometimes it, it sounds like first world problems gets a little monotonous, but it does. It takes a lot of mental focus. We're not doing manual um, labor here, so it, it sounds like we're weenies. We're not digging ditches and, you know, oh, our backs hurt. But well, the mental know, focus, choose, you got to be we, on your game. We choose our, we choose our um, I guess, directive, doesn't we? Absolutely I mean, we, we do. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think about it. Corona over here, Rusty? Well, What's on I your mind? I think it's going to be horrible for two years. That's the way it's going to be. That's just the way it's going to be. You know, you know I, mean, I thought I started off pessimistic, but I, you know what? I, I hope it's not that long. For 10 years. I hope it's not that long, but uh, I, I don't know. what. I know it's going to end at some point. I know that because there's just too much money. People got to be smart, and they aren't doing it. And, you know what? This is the Dr. Fauci thing. We got to be smart, and we're not doing it. God, we're not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I know true. we're not. It's absolutely but, true. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. when it comes down to, hey, 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 I'm 18 years old, and I'm going to go to Myrtle Beach, and I'm going to hang out with all my buddies. Okie dokie. Yeah, I know, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're paying the price hey, for that, man, for sure. Hey, but tell tell Roberto, I love that guy. I've been listening for for a long time. You can time. tell him yourself, you know? Rusty. I don't have to relay your message. You can tell him right now. Thank He's you, listening. Rusty. Appreciate the love, man. Man, I'll tell you, I've been listening with Big Ben for a long, long, long time. I don't call him very much, but when I do, I usually screw it up. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, you did a good job, man. Appreciate you checking in. By the way, you tell me. I'm going to get to uh, a comment that I thought was ridiculous here momentarily, but do you buy this, Roberto? So there was a piece, I believe this was on ESPN.com again this week. They they put it out there a year or two ago and brought it back, and it was talking about chess grandmasters, okay? So think about these, the best chess players in the world, and they'll have these major tournaments, and these tournaments can run for about six hours a day. And so if you're playing chess at the highest level for six hours a day, 10 to 12 days in a row, the story says that players might burn up to 6,000 calories and lose two pounds per day. 
because of the grueling matches. Do you buy that? Think about that. 6,000 calories. No way. <laughs> I, I don't buy that either. That seems way too high. Yeah, it's a lot of calories for just sitting down doing nothing. No way. Six that like think about Michael Phelps and his diet. Remember when he was talking about all the calories he ate to be the best swimmer of all time? Or or better example it, as far as recency. Remember Bryson DeChambeau, the golfer? He was talking about what he eats throughout the entire day. And it's six, seven shakes. It's eggs, it's bacon, I'm eating steak, I'm snacking, like all of this stuff. And then at the end of that, the person was like, how many calories do you think that is? And he's like, I don't know, maybe like 3,000, 3,500, something like that. Like, Think about eating 6,000 calories a day. I don't think you have time for chess for six hours. So I think that number's too high. I could buy that you lose a couple of pounds each day. I get that. The mental focus, it wears you out. You are burning calories. I just don't think it's that many. Yeah, no way. That's incredibly high. Very, very high. Okay, I'm going to get to, after we hear from Steve DeSager, I want to get to a, a statement that I think is just incredibly weak. Feel free to hit us up, 877-99 on Fox. The great Steve DeSager is with us this evening, evening though, to spin us around. You take it away, Steve. Giants catcher Buster Posey opted out of playing this baseball season for family reasons. He and his wife just adopted twins who were born premature. Posey was due to make $8 million for the two months of this season. Rangers all-star Joey Gallo was cleared to return to workouts. He missed the start of camp after testing positive for coronavirus. Less than 2% of ballplayers tested positive. As part of MLB's intake screening process, 58 total players plus 8 staff members. Japan's league has started allowing some fans into its stadium, up to 5,000 per game with some restrictions on cheering. Tony Romo is tied for second with John Smoltz at the annual Celebrity Golf Tournament in Lake Tahoe. The Pac-12 will play only conference games for the fall season. It's also delaying the start of mandatory activities for players this summer. The NFL on Monday is due to have talks with the Players Union again about health protocols and the preseason. And the NHL will officially return to play August 1st. I'm Steve DeSager. Good stuff, Steve. I'm Brian No coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I've got a tweet here from Mr. Boxton, and it just says, Roberto's going to need a few weed edibles after his long work shift is done. Um, okay, I got that. And then also, um, let's see. Oh, Oh, it was Gumby Dave also checked in. Great to hear you filling in for, uh, filling in while Jonas gets hitched. I didn't know this. I didn't know Jonas. Is this the, uh, the marriage weekend? I believe so. Yeah. Well, good for him. I, I hope it works out way better for Jonas than it did for me. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> I am divorced, and uh, this is a story I will not bore you with. But I hope that Jonas has a, a much better run in the marriage <laughs> department than yours truly had. Did not work as well. Um, so I didn't set the bar incredibly high, unfortunately. I thought that it was going to be fine and family and the whole thing didn't work out. So hopefully that Jonas not only will clear the low bar that I have set, but he'll clear it by with room to spare, right? There's nothing but wedded bliss and happiness going forward. Where are they going to go? Do you know the details of this at all, Roberto? No I mean, idea. Global pandemic. And yeah, everything. exactly. So I don't Yeah. Well, hey, good for mm. them. 
Motel Six, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where the uh, the wedding, the honeymoon, the reception, everything is at one location you here. Know, yeah. Due to the pandemic, yes, <laughs> consolidating everything. Okay, so Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was fined by the franchise because of his anti-Semitic social media posts, and. In part, the Eagle statement reads, we must continue to fight against anti-Semitism and all forms of discrimination while not losing sight of the important battle against systemic racism. Well stated. And so there's a fine. Deshaun Jackson is penalized for conduct detrimental to the team, for posting fake Hitler quotes. (laughs) This is a wild story. Now, Malcolm Jenkins chimed in on this, and his comments definitely caught my attention. So I just want you to listen. This was on Instagram. Malcolm Jenkins, now a Saints safety, was with the Eagles for a number of years before he rejoined his original team, the Saints. He chimed in on Deshaun Jackson for a millisecond, and then talked about the the Black Lives Matter movement. Just listen to to what he had to say and and you let me know if this uh if the antennas if the eyebrow isn't raised when you hear Malcolm Jenkins the way he talks about Deshaun Jackson's comments and the BLM movement. Here you go. We got to stay focused. All of this back and forth that's going on right now is a distraction. Comments were made and they were wrong. Allow those who were impacted by it to voice their grievances. But we got to stay focused because Breonna Taylor's killers are still not arrested. We still fighting for justice. We got a lot of work to do. And this ain't it. Stay focused. I just thought that didn't land well at all. I thought it was an incredibly weak statement. I thought it lacked total empathy for uh, Jewish people, and I, I just, I thought it was bad. Like, here's the deal. If you want people to fight along with you, then you have to fight along with other people. That's just the way it works. It's a uh, you scratch my back, I scratch your back type situation here. It's a two-way street, whatever you want to go with. That's the way it works. And And how would... You think Malcolm Jenkins would react if Julian Edelman, he posted a video and instead of the video lacking, a, uh, instead of the video showcasing a lot of patience, a lot of maturity, saying, hey, Deshaun Jackson, you know, how about you come visit a Holocaust museum with me? I'll go to an African-American Museum of your choice, we can sit down, have a hamburger, we'll have an uncomfortable conversation, and we'll grow. That was mature. That was smart. That was a, a well-rounded approach. What if, instead of that well-rounded approach, Julian Edelman sounded like Malcolm Jenkins? Can you imagine how Jenkins would have responded if Edelman said, hey, look, what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor... That was wrong, but we got to stay focused. There continues to be untrue, hateful things 
that are posted and said about Jewish people, and it needs to stop. Stay focused. Like, do you think that would have landed well with Malcolm Jenkins? There's no way. There's no way that would have flown. And so Malcolm Jenkins saying that about the anti-Semitic posts from Deshaun Jackson, it was just like, hey, yeah, yeah, shrug your shoulders. Uh, Jewish people are, you know, um, they're uh, the victim of hatred. But we got to stay focused. You know, almost like put that to the side and let them deal with that. And let's stay focused on what matters here, the task at hand. I just thought that was incredibly poorly stated. I thought this was a great way to say it. This is Zach Banner. He's an offensive lineman with the Steelers. And this was his assessment following the anti-Semitic posts from Deshaun Jackson. Now listen to this and listen how it differs from what Malcolm Jenkins had to say. When we talk about the Black Lives Matter and we talk about elevating ourselves, we can't do that while stepping on the back of other people to elevate ourselves. And that's very, very important to me. And that it should be important to everyone. Um, we can't preach equality. But in result, we're just trying to flip the script and change the hierarchy, if that makes sense. Change your heart. Put your arm around people. And let's all uplift each other. That's very well said. If you're fighting for equality, then... You should be very outspoken when someone isn't treated equally. You know? What Deshaun Jackson posted was absurd. (laughs) For Malcolm Jenkins to be like, yeah, some people have a problem with that. Let them hash that out. We got to stay focused on Breonna Taylor. And and look, you got to do both. (laughs) You can't say, yeah, 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 the Jewish thing, uh, the reaction, that's small potatoes. You You guys deal with that, but... Hey, hey, we got to find the killers of Breonna Taylor. Like, you got to do both. Yes, stay with that. Stay with the movement. Stay focused on it. But you're not, you're not taking away from the movement if you say what Deshaun Jackson posted was BS. We can't stand for any discrimination on any level. That doesn't help the Black Lives Matter movement. It helps it. It doesn't hurt. It helps. Like... Saying, eh, yeah, you guys deal with that, with the Deshaun stuff. Yeah, we can't, you know, it's kind of a distraction from the movement over here. That that hurts the movement. It doesn't help. So that was poorly stated by Malcolm Jenkins. Now, Julian Edelman, he uh, posted this. Deshaun and I spoke for a while last night. We're making plans to use our experiences to educate one another and grow together. Stay tuned. So when uh, Julian Edelman says, hey, how about you come to a Holocaust museum, Deshaun Jackson? I'll go to a, a museum of your choosing. As far as black history goes, Deshaun should absolutely take him up on that. You're trying to repair your image right now after the fake Hitler quotes. <laughs> like there's, there's some work to be done here. So Deshaun Jackson, one of his first moves, and he's taken some steps. He met with a rabbi. Like he, He's trying to right his wrongs, and I give him credit for that. It was a ridiculous post, but if you're taking steps to educate yourself and to try to be a better person, I'm not going to rub your nose in what you got wrong. You know, I'm going to give you some grace for that. That's me speaking for me. I hope that other people would be like that as well, but that's your decision to make. But as Deshaun tries to educate himself, open his eyes, 
also repair his image. If Julian Edelman extends, if, extends an olive branch, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson should absolutely take it. He should be like, you know what, yeah, let's go. Let's check out a Holocaust museum and I'll go to a museum of my choosing. That's absolutely something that Deshaun should do. And by the way, I, I don't know if uh, Julian Edelman has time to uh, make the same thing happen with Malcolm Jenkins because his video needs a lot of work over here. Needs a lot of sprucing up. That was pathetic. It was bad. This bad video was, did nothing to help the Black Lives Matter movement. It hurt the movement by saying, yeah, yeah, you know, Deshaun was wrong, but uh, you know, let those people argue about that. I'm not really concerned about that. Like, that's just weak, man. Not good. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. 877-996-6369. Some people want to check in. So we will get to the calls here momentarily. Oh, I want to get to this coming up next from the Geico Studios. I definitely understand this guy's point. And it's got to make one of his teammates very nervous right now. We will get to that. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. So Donovan Smith, Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting left tackle. He's concerned about playing football this year. And so the statement reads as follows. Now consider Tom Brady. Tom Brady is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Having your starting left tackle, sort of important. Donovan Smith, the starting left tackle, who is penciled in to protect Tom Brady's blind side. He says, to continue discussing the many unknowns do not give me comfort. Risking my health as well as my family's health does not seem like a risk worth taking. With my first child due in three weeks, I can't help but think about how will I be able to go to work and take proper precautions around 80-plus people every day to then go home to be with my newborn daughter. The reoccurring issue here is how. There are too many hows that I have yet to be that have yet to be answered to ease player concerns and ensure the safety of not only myself but also my family. I hear him, man. I hear where he's coming from, and I really I don't have a problem. Buster Posey of the San Francisco Giants, stud baseball catcher, he said that he's opting out of the MLB season. They he and his wife just adopted twins and they were born prematurely and if he says look I I don't want to catch COVID and come home and pass it on to twins that are babies and I I get it I totally understand that Donovan Smith totally understand where he's coming from I get it but if you're Tom Brady it'd be interesting to to see how he reacted to it because I can't walk around in his head But it's this weird middle ground where you have to understand where Donovan Smith is coming from, but at the same time, selfishly, wanting him to be on the football field and things to magically work out, that's a tough middle ground to find. My first thought was, you know how you'll see quarterbacks and running backs a lot of the time if they accomplish something special, if they reach a milestone, if they set a record, whatever. A lot of times they'll get their offensive linemen some nice gifts. Some watches, some ATVs, whatever. I just pictured Tom Brady giving the gifts 
before the season to incentivize his teammates playing with more gifts to follow. Like, hey, I got you these engraved uh, watches here. More where that's coming from. Just saying, uh, let's go. 2020, let's get after it. Like, It's going to be really, really interesting to see in the NFL. Like, I don't think there's going to be college football in the fall because the whole quote-unquote amateurism model, these are unpaid players. I just think that if the NFL wants to try to push through COVID while most of its athletes are making huge money, big money, even league minimum is is good money compared to, you know, the normal everyday working force. So when you're paying players hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes tens of millions of dollars, that's different than unpaid collegiate labor. I just think it falls way worse if there are a lot of positive tests in college football and if anybody is severely sick, the kids might recover, but what if a coach gets it? What if a you know like a young lower paid assistant catches it? Like all this stuff, I think it lands way differently in college than it does the pros. So I could see the NFL trying to push through this. I don't think it's going to work, but I could see them trying to push through it. And now you get to this real tricky middle ground as an NFL player if your teammates are saying, hey, man, it just it, it doesn't seem like the risk is worth the reward. On one hand, you got to respect it. And on the other hand, you're like, horrid. I just lost my left tackle. That's not good. So I'm curious how uh, Tom Brady will handle it professionally, publicly. But what he is thinking in private, I think it's exactly what I explained. It's a it's a battle between understanding and selfishly saying, well, what are we going to do now? We still got to find a way to score touchdowns. I'm Brian Nope here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, going out to the phones here. Let me see. Let's go to uh, Sir Scratchoff. I talked to him last night from Arkansas. I was filling in for Big Ben Maller. What's going on, Sir Scratchoff? How you doing this evening? Well, I know you knocked it out of the park last night. Y'all had a good show, man. I enjoyed it. I'm out here 22 years, man, listening to sports for like 12 hours in a row. And I love the heck out of Fox Sports News, man. But you don't want to tell you something what you're talking about. I'm all in on this stuff. You know, I think I think these guys, it wouldn't hurt to take a little cut and pay if you ain't going to play a whole season. But next year in March, I'll be married to my wife 30 years. And she's been a nurse 30 years. And, you know, we worry about that every day. And I worry about every night going to these truck stops what we might bring home to each other. You yeah. know, you just got to be you got to be careful, you know. And, and old Posey, I'm not a big fan of his. But when you got kids, man, you know, you got to watch out for them kids because they're your, they your life, you know. Yeah, I'm not a fan and, of uh, Brussel Posey either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I ain't either, man, because he thinks Molina ain't no good, you know. But anyway, that's just beside the point. But, guys, you just got to be careful out there. And, and and, and by the way, Sir Scratchoff, I didn't catch that. Did uh, Buster Posey at one time talk trash about Yadier Molina? Because I'm a Cardinals fan. That's my squad. Is he talking trash about Yadier? Well, there you go. I knew you was a good guy. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, they was talking that trash back and forth. But, you know, we all talk trash. I talked trash about you for a long time. So I finally got <laughs> to, talk to talk to you last night. And you're a really cool guy, man, Jonas. Oh, uh, both, uh, both of you guys are cheating Cardinals, huh? Oh, man. Nah, nah, we ain't no cheating Cardinals. We, we just got a baseball team that wants to play some ball. <laughs> By so, the way, Sir Scratchoff, before we talked last night and we uh, basically broke virtual bread, 
What were some of these disparaging things you were saying about me? What was like when the show would come on? You're like, oh gosh, freaking no tonight. Where's Ben? Was it that type of reaction? No, man. It's just it's just me myself. You know, my my wedding anniversary next year. I'll be 55. I've been married on my birthday, and I'm a, I'm one of them old uh, old school guys. And you young guys, I've got a 27 year old boy. You know, he's been married almost five years. He got me a new grandson last year, and we disagree a lot because of the old stuff and new stuff. No, you're all good, man. You know, everybody gets to disagree. That's why this world, that's why we have people lost their arms or legs and half their face after fighting for our country. We have a freedom to say whatever the heck we want to, you know. And, and, and no, I tell you what, buddy, you, you're, you're fine, man, you know. And uh, another thing, too, you talk about marriage a while ago. Big congratulations to old Jones for getting married tomorrow. It's 100%, 100%, fellas. It ain't no 50-50. And my there wife, she won't, ever, she won't ever leave me because me and her make good money, and I love that word money. That's great, man. Well, thanks for checking in, Sir Scratch-Off. It's good to hear from you again. How about that? Yeah, in your face, Roberto. Uh, Cardinal fans uniting. Buster Posey ruined baseball. I didn't know how to block the plate, so the idiot broke his ankle. Man, think about that. What, was that against the Marlins, right? I think Marlins it was, yeah. Thing. Ruined yeah. The, one of the best plays in baseball. I, it really did. It really <laughs> I used to love collisions at <laughs> yes. the plate. But it was a collision on his ankle that took away that home plate going forward. All right, plenty more to get to. G-Dub, I'm going to get to you, man. I haven't forgotten about you. If you can hang with me, I'll get to you. Also this, the jersey swap thing. A lot of players don't like it. An epidemiologist does. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your early Saturday morning festivities. I love it. I'm back in my element. I used to do the weekend overnight shift. You let your hair down, you know, unbutton the top button. Unbutton three of those bad boys, you know? Let it flow over here. So I'm excited to be here uh, this evening with you all. Okay, so I talked to an epidemiologist today. That's right. I felt better about myself. Thought I learned some stuff. I just I felt smarter being around smart people, you know? And so this guy's name is Zach Binney. He is an epidemiologist and a professor at Emory University. Now, the reason I found out about this guy, Tom Haberstrow, he's an NBA insider for NBC Sports. So I had him on my weekday show, and I was uh, Tom was doing this deep dive. It's actually very interesting. He was talking about how in uh, Florida and many places around the country that the testing results take a long time. And basically, the NBA, it's like an amusement park. You ever go to an amusement park and have the fast pass? It's a beautiful thing. It costs a decent amount of money. I don't like paying for the fast pass, but you just you skip the line waiting for a ride. And so as much as it hurts to fork down whatever it is, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, I can't remember what it is. But at first, you're like, gosh, do I really want to do this? But then when you're going to a ride... And you just pass everybody. It feels awesome. You're like, ha ha, suckers, have fun waiting in line. That's what you're thinking inside. I don't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. And you go straight there, and you get on the ride, and you're all good, right? That's basically what the NBA has in terms of getting testing results. They've got the amusement park fast pass. And there are a lot of... Regular people, Zach Binney, he talked about his wife. She was tested for COVID. It's been nine days. They still don't have the results. So anyway, Tom Haberstroh, he did this piece on that subject, did a deep dive. So Tom was talking to epidemiologists. And I said to Tom, I was like, hey, you ever talk to these epidemiologists? Do they sound like normal people? You talk to someone and they're like, hey, what's shaking, Tommy? You know, something like that. Or do they sound like well-read with everything they said? He's like, no, actually, there's this guy. His name is Zach Binney. Great follow on Twitter. If you talk to him, like, he doesn't sound like that guy. He doesn't sound like he's quoting Shakespeare when he's talking the whole time. He's easy to follow. And so my producer here in Portland, Eric Ringering, he reached out to Zach Binney. We had him on the show. On Friday. And so I asked him about the NFL banning jersey swaps. And I set it up where I was like, hey, listen, there are a lot of players that are looking at this like, this is stupid. We can play a 60 minute football game, yet we can't swap jerseys at the end. And that's going to somehow help. What is that? 
So this is what Zach Benny, epidemiologist, had to say about that. And, and listen, because it's a much different stance than what you're hearing from most players about this. But I, I thought there was some legitimate logic involved. Here you go. Here's the epidemiologist, what he had to say about the NFL banning jersey swaps. I understand the reaction of the players. I do. And I'm not totally. criticizing them at all. But I think it's a little bit misguided. Think about it this way. And I'm sorry for getting crude, but on your podcast or radio show, but I, I swear I'm not going to swear. Okay. Just saying, <laughs> say you've had sex with 100 people in your life. Okay. Would you wear a condom for the 101st? Okay, so the true. first 100 have been nothing, no protection. No so protection. Okay. No protection. And then you, you want to wear a condom for the 101st. That still has a chance of protecting you and that person against spreading yeah, a disease. I hear what you're saying. Right? Sure. So yeah. reduce, the idea is to reduce contacts wherever you can. There's a lot of contact inherent to the game of football, but I think the NFL is trying to reduce it wherever they can. And post-game jersey swaps are an opportunity to reduce that contact. So I am fully in favor of that policy from the NFL. I, I really am. Do I think it's going to have a big effect? Absolutely not. Do I think they should do it? Yes. I thought that was pretty interesting. And it's pretty easy to follow, right? <laughs> the condom thing, we get that, right? Or if, let's say it's the grocery store. If you go to the grocery store a hundred times without wearing a mask and you're fine, you don't contract COVID, if you do decide to wear a mask that 101st time, uh, there's a, a common belief among the experts not everybody agrees, but there's a, the mainstream belief is you're protecting yourself more by wearing a mask. So if you wear it that 101st time, then you are actually helping things out. Like, here's the thing. There are things that help incrementally, but it's confused with, like, an incremental help is viewed as, like, what's the use? What's that really going to do? Well, it's going to do a little bit more than not doing it. And the jersey swap thing, although it sounds ridiculous, and I understand players like, are you serious? We're just tackling each other for 60 minutes. What is this going to do? Let's walk down that road for a second. I remember when Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson met at, met at midfield after a preseason football game because Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> he said to Lamar, he was like, get down. He gave him some advice. Lamar did a post-game press conference, and he was like, yeah, we exchanged pleasantries. I was like, what's up, Goat? And he was asked, did Aaron Rodgers say anything to you? He's like, yeah. He was like, uh, get down. <laughs> He's like, I understand. I know what you're saying. Right. But the point is this. Two offensive players, they're not meeting on the field during the entire 60-minute ball game at all. So if it's all offensive players on one side, all offensive players on the other side, they're not on the field at the same time. Defensive guys versus defensive guys. One's on one sideline, the other's on the other, right? Those guys aren't facing off for most of the game. I realize there are some situations with special teams and, okay, the, the kickoff unit comes on the field and there are a couple of defensive players. But for the most part, you're not going to see each other. If Patrick Mahomes faces off against Tom Brady, they're not on the same field breathing on each other but the post-game handshake after the game they are 
So although the jersey swap thing sounds absurd, after talking to the epidemiologist, I'm like, yeah, it's going to make an incremental difference. Let's say that an offensive player, he tests negative, but it's a false negative. And so it's an NFL Sunday. This guy's on the field. He's asymptomatic, but he's got COVID, right? If that guy goes on the field and shakes hands with another offensive guy, well, that other offensive guy now has a a chance to contract COVID. So it sounds absurd, but it actually serves a purpose, the jersey swap thing being banned. (laughs) I know it'd be a tough position to be in if you're the NFL where everybody's just slinging mud at you. This is stupid. What are they doing? Classic NFL. Ah, idiots running the show. And meanwhile, epidemiologists are like, no, actually, it's a good precaution to take. And the NFL just has to sit here like, awesome. So we're doing something that helps, and everybody thinks we're a joke. Cool. Awesome. Great. That's how how it kind of goes over here. All right, I'm Brian No. Here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me go to the phones here. Ben is in Minnesota, wants to check in. What's going on, Ben? What's on your mind? How's it going, guys? Good, man. So I just want to talk about, I had called in kind of when you were talking about the um, anti-Semitic comments made. Yep, yep. I have yep, to come so. in. So I'm not Jewish personally. I have a very good friend that um, is a huge football fan um, who's big on Twitter, all that stuff, and is a um, half Jewish uh, about. And that was really hurt by what they saw on Twitter, what they saw comments and everything. And one thing, like Julian Edelman, what he did was think um, that, he had a re- that he reached out to try to make a difference. But there's a couple players that I was confused. There are some guys that, to me, were known for their outspokenness. Um, and Josh Rosen, you know, with his, I'm not going to start the F Trump hat he had in college. He's Jewish, but he has not made a comment on it. Say Rosenfeld, excuse me, who was a quarterback in the NFL. I only know him because he's, um, he was a NFL QB. He was with the Vikings. He now writes for the Athletic in Minnesota. Also Jewish, very outspoken on many issues with um, the Black Lives Matter movement, as he should be. Mm -hmm. But all I've seen from him, because I follow him because he's a Minnesota guy, is a retweet from Mitchell Schwartz, who's also been very outspoken. I just want to know, like, there's limited Jewish players in the NFL right now. Where is more outspokenness besides from Jules and, like, um, as I already mentioned, Mitchell uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. Thank you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But, like, it just kind of, to me, is like, there's a limited amount of you guys, like, and you're known, and some of these guys, like I said, Rosen and um, Rosenfeld are known for their outspokenness. Where are they at this moment to, like, speak their minds? And, like, you speak about these issues, but you won't speak about your issues for um, your yeah. relatives, I guess you would say, your demographic, almost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you on that. And, yeah, I hear you. It's a legitimate question, right? If uh... Yeah. It would be like, um, let's say, Malcolm Jenkins, if he was outspoken against what Deshaun Jackson posted. And he was really outspoken. But when it came to, I don't know, the the murder of George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, he didn't say a word. That would be odd, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I get it. 
And I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't know why they haven't because if you think that if something would hit home with your own community, if you're outspoken about other communities, you would think that you would say something about your own. But I, I don't know. I don't have a, a great answer for you. I don't know why they wouldn't because it, it doesn't make sense. But I appreciate you bringing that to the table. It's been in Minnesota here. Um, look, man, I there are a couple of things here where I think that some of the comments are good. Some of the comments are impactful. They're important. But what's really important is action. I think we're getting into this realm where what you say is taken as action. <laughs> and it's like, ah, it's in the ballpark, but it's not the same as action. You know what I mean? Where if Josh Rosen comes out and just has this stance against what Deshaun Jackson posted, it's like, okay, we're, we're good now. We're, we're good to go. Okay, but... If it's let's use another example, if it's the Black Lives Matter movement, if you post a bunch of things, okay, good, that's making somewhat of a difference. But if you're not acting, there is a limitation there. Let me give you an example. Remember Pete Carroll recently when he was like, "Oh, we should have picked up Colin Kaepernick." It's like, well, Colin Kaepernick is a free agent. You still could. <laughs> so. If you're not putting it into action and you're just speaking about it, it only means so much. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskins, he recently came out and he was like, when the Patriots picked up Cam Newton, he's oh, Cam Newton's going to bust out. I would not bet against Cam Newton. It's great, but if you really believed in Cam Newton, you would have picked up Cam Newton on the Washington Redskins instead of Kyle Allen, the other Carolina Panthers quarterback. You understand what I mean? Like, all these words, these are words, 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 words. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes words have importance. They have impact. They have power. But we're in this realm where it's as if words equal action. And, and a lot of times they don't. Like, it's great to post things in support of Black Lives Matter or in support of uh, you know, um, speaking out against anti-Semitic comments. That means something. But don't mistake that as if it is action. And I think a lot of times it is taken for that. Like Pete Carroll say, yeah, we should have picked up Colin Kaepernick. Those are just words. If he doesn't have the actions to support it, it's just words fluttering out there in the universe. That's it. Okay. Plenty more to get to this evening. I'll get back to the calls. Also, <laughs> this story is unbelievable. Gives new meaning to the phrase Woj Bomb. Uh, great story. I'll have it for you right around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian No with you here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. I'll get to the phones in a second here, but <laughs> this story uh, it brings new meaning to the term uh, or phrase Woj Bomb. So Adrian Wojnarowski does a great job at ESPN, covers the NBA, breaks a lot of news. So he, he did something that he had to apologize for. So Missouri uh, Senator Josh Howley, he sent a letter to NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. And the letter was was questioning, hey, 
Kamish, why don't you have phrases on the backs of these players' jerseys like support our troops and back the blue? And so hours later, <laughs> Woj just sent an email to this senator, and it simply just uh, read, F you, is <laughs> what Woj sent this dude. And so the senator... He sends it to OutKick and is like, hey, check this out. Takes a screenshot, little tattletale, runs over. Hey, look, look, whoa, F-bomb. Oh, look at this. Make sure the masses know about it. I'm a victim. What a pansy. Oh, my gosh. It was like uh, Woj gave him a right cross on the playground, and this senator ran home to his mommy and daddy. Woj hit me. That's what it sounds like. It's just pathetic over here. But. Woj came out and he he tweeted this, this statement. I was disrespectful and I made a regrettable mistake. I'm sorry for the way I handled myself. And I am reaching out immediately to Senator Howley to apologize directly. I also need to apologize to my ESPN colleagues because I know my actions were unacceptable and should not reflect on any of them. Woj used his ESPN email account. To, to send the FU <laughs> response to the senator, ESPN said that Woj's behavior was completely unacceptable and that the specifics of those conversations will remain internal, which seems to be ESPN saying, dude, if you're going to do that, just don't use your actual email address. You know, you don't have a burner, Woj. Come on, you don't have... <laughs> That's what it sounds like, but... There are a couple of things to unpack here. One, this idea or this question of, hey, why don't you have support the troops on the back of the jerseys? I'll go back to something Emmanuel Acho said. I don't know if you've seen this, but Emmanuel Acho, he's got a series, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. A lot of really insightful stuff in it. I encourage you to check it out if you haven't done so already. But in one of these videos I saw at one point, he was talking about um, the importance of black people being treated better in this country, the importance of the Black Lives Matter movement. And his comparison, the way that he explained it, he was like, look at coronavirus, okay? Coronavirus, this is a global pandemic. The scientists, they are rushing. They're trying to figure out solutions. I'm paraphrasing what he's saying here. He's like, that is the focus, is we got to fix this problem. That doesn't mean that cancer research all of a sudden doesn't matter. That doesn't mean trying to fix any number of problems that just don't matter whatsoever anymore. It doesn't mean that. It just means we've got this one problem here that really needs our attention and focus. And so that, that made a lot of sense to me. So... The Black Lives Matter movement, after the murder of George Floyd, after the Breonna Taylor killing, like, yeah, deserves a lot of attention. That's not to say that support our troops no longer matters. Of course it does. But that's why you're not seeing a collection of random messages on the backs of jerseys. That's the reason why. And the other layer to this is, this is why the NBA, if they were going to do the jersey thing, 
where you could pick from these 29 messages that the NBA approved. And there was some backlash. Mike Scott from the 76ers, he came out and he was like, this is terrible, this is bad. Why are they giving us just this list of messages to pick from? That was, if the NBA was going to do it, that was the only way to do it. Because it's way worse for the NBA. And it actually hurts the whole intention of doing this in the first place, trying to do some good and trying to keep people focused on the task at hand here. If random NBA player comes out and says, hey, I want to put, I don't know, uh, Trump 2020 on the back of my jersey. If the NBA says, no, no, that's, no, that's, we're not going to do that. And that is publicized? Oh my gosh, you realize how that's going to be taken. And it's not just that phrase, it's any number of messages. What if a player was like, hey, I want um, defund, disarm, disband on the back of my jersey. And the NBA says, nah, no, that's, that's going a little bit too far. We don't want to do that. It's going to turn into, you know what it's going to turn into. Oh, 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 the NBA says that you can put Black Lives Matter on the back of your jersey, but you can't put MAGA on the back of your jersey. Oh, look at the NBA. It's way worse for the NBA. If they just left it up to every NBA player and said, hey, send us in what you want on the back of your jersey We'll give you the green light or we'll vote thumbs down. And then what? And then everybody's going to be pleased after that? Like, yeah, the NBA said no. Shrug your shoulders. It's all good. The players are running the social media. <laughs> like, there are reports of, oh, these phrases were not approved. Imagine if the NBA, let's say a player wanted to put back the blue on the back of his jersey. And the NBA said no, no. Unfortunately, some people are going to view that as trying to silence the Black Lives Matter movement, so no. Like, imagine if that's reported that the NBA said no to that phrase. So you could see it's far more damage would be done that way than a couple of players, Jalen Brown of the Celtics, Mike Scott of the 76ers. There have been a few players that are like, yeah, this sucks, this list of approved names shouldn't be limited to just that. Well, that's the reason why it was limited to just that. What if some player was like, hey, I want to put support our troops on the back of my jersey? Imagine if the NBA said, no, 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 that's, it's just going to distract what we're trying to accomplish here. Like, the fallout from that, like the PR damage it would do, the lack of focus that would be on the movement, all bad all across the board. So... If you're looking for a reason why the NBA had only 29 approved messages, well, that's why. <laughs> that would be a huge mess on your hands if they did not have that. It's tough, man. It's you got to really think these things out because it's so easy to play armchair quarterback. It's so easy to play armchair commissioner. Like, oh, oh the NBA, what are they doing? 29 messages? They should have let these players decide what they wanted to put on. Do the math on that. Really walk through that. It requires a lot of foresight. You have to think worst-case scenario when you're implementing anything. And there are a lot of unintended consequences when it comes to making decisions like that. And that's the reason why. It didn't just fall from the heavens that there were these 29 names or 29 messages. There was a lot of thought. It was carefully crafted 
There was a lot of assessing worst-case scenario, and that's what they came up with. So don't think for a second there wasn't any thought behind it, and it just willy-nilly, like, man, eh, these messages will be fine. Players will all love it. You know, they're thinking way beyond that. It's like chess. It's like Denzel Washington said in training day. The bleep's chess. It ain't checkers, right? That's what it is in the to be an NBA commissioner. You are playing chess. It isn't simply checkers over. You've got to think like you're playing pool. You've got to think two, three shots in advance compared to the current shot you're about to take. <laughs> so you, you've got to think about the potential fallout. And Adam Silver did. That's why the list exists. All right, plenty more to get to. We've got Steve DeSager with us this evening to spin us around the sporting landscape. You take it away, Steve DeSager. The NHL will officially return to play on August the 1st with the playoff games held in Toronto for the Eastern teams, Edmonton for the Western teams. The league and the Players Union ratified the plan for this season and a four-year extension of the collective bargaining agreement through 2026. If all goes as planned, the Stanley Cup final would begin in late September in Edmonton with the next hockey season scheduled to open in December. Giants catcher Buster Posey opted out of playing baseball this season for family reasons. He and his wife just adopted twins who were born pre mature. Posey's a six-time All-Star, a former MVP. The Giants' opening night game is less than two weeks away at Dodger Stadium, July the 23rd. Less than 2% of ballplayers tested positive as part of MLB's intake screening process. 58 total players plus eight staff members. Japan's league has started allowing fans into its stadiums, up to 5,000 per game with some restrictions on cheering. Tony Romo is tied for second at the Celebrity Golf event in Lake Tahoe. Tied with John Smoltz after round one. Kyle Williams leads. Carson Paul Palmer is tied for fourth place. Eddie George is dead last. Charles Barkley next to last. At the PGA event in Ohio, Colin Morikawa leads by three strokes. Justin Thomas is tied for second. Phil Mickelson will just make the cut. In the MLS, Fox TV will have a Major League Soccer game Saturday night. And FS1 will have an MLS doubleheader from Orlando on Monday night. FS1 had another NASCAR Xfinity race Friday. Austin Sindrick won it, as he did the night before. Sunday's cup race will be on FS1 from Kentucky. The NFL due for a Monday talk with the Players Union again about the preseason, health protocols, and other things. The Pac-12 will play only conference games for the fall season. Now back to the show. Thanks, Steve. Brian Noe with you here, coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, let me go out to the phones here. T. Dizzle, it just says... From Rialto. Now, in Portland here, there is a, I don't know how you would even explain it. It's like a, uh, sort of like a sports bar on steroids. It's like five different places at once. It's called the Rialto. And I, I maybe I know T. Dizzle from this, uh, this place here, this magical fortress in the port, uh, in the, uh, in Rip City, in the Portland area. T. Dizzle, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. T. Dizzle, are you there, man? Yes, sir. How you doing, boss? I'm good. I'm good. So what's on your mind here this evening? I was, uh, I'm an avid listener to all you guys' shows. And uh, all you guys do a pretty good job. But I, 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 I want to chime in on your remarks about um, Malcolm Jenkins. And I just want to ask you, because I have a couple of comments. What do you think he should have said in response to Deshaun Jackson's racist comments? 
you can't just brush it to the side. You, you have to say something to the effect of what he said was wrong. We can't be striving for equality while we treat others unequally. So we can't stand for something like that. He, he can't just be like, hey, listen, it was wrong, but that's for other people to worry about. We got to stay on the task at hand. He just completely dismissed it. He, he just shrugged so. it off. That's not going to fly at all. You, 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 but you think he just, you just dismissed it completely, though? Absolutely. He was like, yeah, it's wrong, but it, some people are upset. Wrong. Excuse me? He, he was just like, yeah, it's, it was wrong. Some people are upset. They can air their grievances. That's for them to worry about. We got to stay focused. That was it. It's not even worth putting out a message like that. It was so dismissive. Okay. It was disrespectful. It was bad. You know, I don't think it was that bad, but let me just say something about Deshaun Jackson and Stephen Jackson. Okay. As an everyday black man, okay, I'm going to keep it 100. It was, it was embarrassing for me to hear this idiot out those comments and Steven Jackson doubled down on it talking about he was telling the truth man right and the problem with these new athletes these new African-American athletes including LeBron James they want to speak out on issues that they claim to be passionate about but they don't do the research okay and really speak intelligently enough to, to say what the truth really is and to get the information, man. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, African-Americans don't look at themselves as being racist. But they make racist comments all the time. Mm. Racism is not just one-sided, my man. Yeah. And, and we've been victims over, the, over, over centuries of, of, of racism and slavery. But a lot of African-Americans in this country don't see themselves as being racist. And they make racist comments all the time. And for me, I hear uh, Ron Parker, I hear Stephen A. Smith, and they all try, if you think Malcolm Jenkins' comments is watered down, you all listen to these guys that I hear in the morning try to explain how they really feel, and I talk to Deshaun Jackson, he really is a good dude. Let me tell you something, man that the way that he expressed himself about Jews and stuff, I don't believe his apology was really sincere, man. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that someone went to him and told his stupid behind, I want to say something else, but told him, hey, man, you got to go ahead, man. And You know what I mean? Hey, man, what you said, man, people going to be tripping off of that. Right. So well, yeah, in that part of his... Uh... So I don't, me, me personally... When I listen to Deshaun Jackson apology and when he come off, because I'm from LA, no, he man, was put up to it. We know that he was put up he to was it. He put up to it, and, 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 and keep it a hundred. He gonna get cut. Nah, he's not gonna, he get, gonna cut. get cut. No, he's not he gonna, gonna get, get cut. cut, man. You know, I cut his ass. <laughs> he's not. I'll tell you why. Because Riley Cooper wasn't cut, and Deshaun Jackson can still play, and the Eagles know they'd have a PR disaster on their hands. If Riley Cooper uses the N-word and gets a contract extension, meanwhile, Deshaun Jackson posts some ridiculous comments and he gets cut, they know the fallout. If Deshaun Jackson couldn't play, yeah, I agree, he would be cut. But he can still play, and they realize there's a PR disaster on their hands if they do cut him. So the attitudes, man, it's, it, it's so embarrassing to the black community. And 
I don't agree with, we're living in a real sensitive uh, time right now is that race is so sensitive because people really can't be honest about race on both sides. And the Black Lives Matters, they have a position where if you don't agree with everything they say, that you're either a Trumpster or you're a bigot or how can you, you, you know, you don't live in a, and that's not true, man. Yeah. That's not true. We have a new generation of young white people that they're keeping this movement alive because they're not letting it go because they know that what's been going on in the African-American community has been wrong for many of years. And I'm going to say this before I let you go. What I don't agree with the Black Lives Matter issue, and I, and I, I was in the Clay Travis, and it just has been, it's been just as many white unarmed civilians that has been killed and slain not as many as African Americans, but they've been. There's been a lot of white folks that's been killed too, unarmed. That's the key word, unarmed, unarmed civilians. And the media kind of separates us for not highlighting that. All lives matter, my brother. Not just for black lives. Oh, I hear you, man. I appreciate you checking in. Listen, it's look. It's a crazy time right now in terms of. Uh, I think one of the statements I'll focus in on is. <laughs> And it could be a number of things. If you don't align all across the board with any number of movements, you're perceived to be against the movement. And I wish that wasn't the case. I use sports teams to bring this home. Like, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, okay? The Miami Dolphins have made a lot of moves that I've completely disagreed with. They've made draft picks I've disagreed with. They've given out contracts I've disagreed with. They've called plays I've disagreed with. Any number of things. I'm still a diehard supporter. I'm a diehard fan. Just because I disagree with many things doesn't mean I'm against it. I still support it. And I think it's all fans are wired that way. I've got... Audio of Snoop Dogg just crushing his Lakers, killing them. <laughs> and he, he still supports the team. He's a diehard fan. So we do this all the time as sports fans, yet we still support our teams. We want the best for our teams. But, man, when it comes to a movement or something race-related, if you are against a little portion of it, you're thought to be against the whole thing. And I think that is just so dangerous. And it's just not how we operate in life, but the emotions are so high, it's taken that way. All right, plenty more to get to. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Feel free to check in. Also on Twitter, at The No Show, is where you can reach me. Oh, okay, we got uh, Texas Hold'em comparisons to the football world. We'll get to that from the Geico Studios. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. By the way, Roberto, are you into Blueface at all? I saw this guy, Blueface, the rapper. He was throwing passes to Odell Beckham Jr. Are you a Blueface fan? No. Not a fan? Negative. Negative. He's got a couple of very insanely popular songs. Tatiana and Daddy, and I saw this, where they're both very, very short songs. Tatiana is two minutes and nine seconds. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. Daddy is two minutes and 31 seconds. I was like, music is changing, man. For the yeah. millennials, for the short attention spans, you're getting these songs. There's some really some popular Some of the new rap is terrible, man. I, I can't listen to it. You're against it, huh? Yes. There's nothing new that you like? Nothing? Mm, uh, not really. 
Really? You're sounding old tonight, Roberto. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm so stuck in my stuff, yeah. late 80s, 90s rap, <laughs> hip hop. Well, hey, man, Early there's 2000. nothing wrong. There's some great, great music in that era. There's no doubt. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. With Blueface throwing passes to Odell Beckham Jr., I did my Blueface research, and two of his most popular songs are just barely over two minutes long. It's changing. Like, music is really changing. These attention spans, they're so fast. You know, I wonder, honestly, in terms of sports radio, I wonder how radio is going to change in the next handful of years in terms of appeasing the short attention spans. I wonder if sports radio shows are going to turn into, like, PTI, where it's just quick. It's, all right, two minutes on this subject, move on. Two minutes, move on, move on, move I wonder if it's going to be like that. We might, starting, we might start to get into that in the not-too-distant future. Okay, uh, before I get back out to the phones here, I'll say this real quick. So, um, <laughs> I w- again, I referenced this epidemiologist I had on my local Portland show today. I thought he had some really smart things to say. And I was giving him my spiel on the college football season. And I liken it to Texas Hold'em. If you're at a Texas Hold'em table in non-pandemic times, your hand, you've got two options. There are two ways to win the hand, right? You can bluff your opponent, and your opponent folds, and you win, or you just have the better hand. And so as that relates to the pandemic, you can't get the coronavirus to fold its hand. So there's no bluffing the coronavirus. The only way you end up winning is if you have a better hand. And the epidemiologist, he said, or, or you fold your hand. And I'm like, there it is. That's exactly right. And that's where I think college football would be right. I just don't think the odds are in their favor to play football in the fall. We have the Big Ten going to a conference-only schedule. And on Friday, the Pac-12 followed suit, conference-only schedule. I think that is just a a minor step. I think there are multiple steps that are going to be taken. This is just trying to, in my mind, unfortunately, and I hate that I'm saying this, I think this is delaying the inevitable. Because the tests that are required, the frequency of the tests, and that's it. It's not a vaccine. It's not medicine. It's just detection. Like, that's all we got right now is to detect who has it. Oh, you have it? All right, well, the middle linebacker's got to be in quarantine right now. Oh, you have it? Left guard? Well, you got to be in quarantine. That's all we got. That's what we have to fight against it in the sports world. We don't have social distancing in the sports world. We don't have masks in the sports world, right? We have detection. That's it. Like, that does not equal a full college football season to me. So I think this conference-only schedule, it's, it's just the beginning, man, unfortunately. I think the proper way to go about this is to fold the hand and wait for the next hand, which might be in the springtime, might be in 2021, January, February. I, I don't know when. A lot of logistics with that, but I think that's the proper move. Okay, we have a minute, but we want to check in with Andrea. Is from Berkeley, wants to check in with us. Andrea, what's going on? What's on your mind this evening? Hi, how are you? 
Good, good. How are you? Good. Enjoying the show and big news about Buster Posey, as you can imagine, being in the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, timing's everything. He's born uh, March 27, 1987, and he's an Aries. But, you know, people are more than their sun sign, Brian. So he's got his moon in Pisces, which is very emotional and empathetic, and Neptune's in Pisces right now. So he's even more emotional and, um, you know, just very sensitive and wants to protect his family and be nurturing. And timing's everything. I'm, I'm looking forward to Joey Bart. Uh, the prospect stepping up December fifteenth. Wow! Uh, Listen, no- to, you must be a real fan. You've got the backup already. You got the scouting yeah. report on the backup. <laughs> I do, and they're getting younger and younger. Brian, um, uh, he's born nineteen ninety six. Joey Bart, can you believe that? Wow, that's crazy. We're up against it, Andrea. I really appreciate you checking in. I have newfound respect for you. Not that I didn't before, but doing your scouting on the backup catcher, my hats off to you. No doubt about that. All right, coming up next, um, looks can be incredibly deceiving, especially in this day and age. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favourite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Ah, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. 
Late night hours, baby. Let's let our hair down. Let's have some fun. Let's be crazy over here. Feel free to hit us up, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Also on Twitter, social media availability at the No Show is where you can reach me. Hats off to Jonas getting married this weekend. Hope everything goes well for him. Hope uh, he and his wife have a, a long Happy, fruitful life. We were uh, joking around. It was a line by Roberto. Might be the line of the evening that the uh, wedding is at the Motel 6. <laughs> so we're, we're joking. We're, it's a global pandemic. So we've got the wedding, the honeymoon, the wedding reception, everything. Motel 6. We're just going to one-stop shopping. That's where it's at. We can't confirm that, but that is our hunch. That's what we're going with. That's what our gut tells us here. But uh, props to Jonas, and seriously, in all sincerity, I hope they have a, a long, fruitful marriage and life together. I have not met his uh, soon-to-be wife, or I, I don't know when the ceremony is. Maybe it was today. Maybe that's his wife now. I don't know. Soon-to-be or officially. I have not met his wife. I did randomly. Okay, I'll start off with a random uh, topic here real fast before I get to something that's uh, very meaningful. So I got a call out of the blue on Friday from George Reister, former NFL tight end. Went to Oregon. We did a show together for a matter of months. Our shifts changed. So he's with uh, Dan Beyer right now. George is a great dude. So he calls me up, and I, I talked to his wife for a second. Now, George starts off, and uh, I love heavy metal music. I'm a metalhead. I love various genres of music. I'm all over the place, really. It could be blues, top 40, rap, whatever, all over the place. But metal is my favorite. I've played guitar for over half my life. Playing heavy metal music is challenging. It's a lot of fun to play. I love it. George doesn't. George is the opposite. <laughs> and so he said, he said that he was on a walk with his wife today. And a football field away... They could hear someone just blasting heavy metal music. And George said to his wife, he was like, I think we should avoid them. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, George, just because it was loud metal doesn't mean that they were going to do like bodily harm or try to do something bad to you guys. They could have offered you bottled water. They could have waved. They, they could have said, hey, have a great day, giving you a little head nod, something like that. It might not have been bad people at all. But I can understand how you might think, oh, gosh, I don't know. People might be freaking crazy. Now, yeah, they could have been, but it could swing one way or the other. And so his wife got on the phone, and she was like, this is what I tell him when he's blasting J. Cole. <laughs> Someone might get the wrong idea. Or when he's blasting his country music. Or So it was just funny. It was a, a funny conversation right there, but uh, yeah, George Reister, not a metalhead whatsoever. But I guess sort of building off of that, this was unintentional, but it's actually a decent segue to something far more important. Because I think in this day and age, looks can be deceiving. And what's happening more and more is if something looks to be a certain way, it is. It freaking is. That's the way it's taken. If a comment seems to be a little racially motivated, well, it freaking is. It's absolutely racially motivated, right? That's the way it's interpreted 
these days. And I think a lot of times it's misinterpreted. Now, I bring back this subject to hammer this home because there are a few more layers to it. This is J.J. Redick. Plays for the New Orleans Zions. I don't call them the Pelicans anymore. They're, they're the Zions. So he's over there in New Orleans. He's had a very good NBA career. Made a lot of stops with the Clippers and Philly and so forth and so on. You know J.J. Redick's career. Well-read guy, very smart dude. And he was on with Taylor Rooks, who does an awesome job. I think she does an unbelievable job interviewing athletes and getting them to open up and speak on a variety of issues. So J.J. Redick was talking to Taylor Rooks, and he was talking about LeBron James entering free agency in 2010 when he went to the Miami Heat. And you remember the reaction. People were ticked off. Also with Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors in 2016, there was a loud, very negative reaction. And so J.J. Redick, he's putting these things together, and this is his assessment, his theory as to why the negativity was so strong. I, I really believe this. An underlying reason for the sort of the reaction to Kevin and LeBron making those decisions is because people were uncomfortable with powerful black men making a decision for themselves. I really believe that. And that, uh, yeah. that goes back to systemic racism in our society. Okay. I, I just think it's utterly ridiculous. And this goes back to if it seems like it's maybe systemic racism. Well, it is. It is. Because it seems like it is. It's like, dude, dude, walk through this one. You know, when LeBron went back to Cleveland, when he rejoined Cleveland, what was the reaction to that? Was it negative? Was it harsh? No. LeBron was still the same black man making a decision that benefited him. He spoke about it openly, saying, yeah, I thought it was time to move on from Miami. We were getting a little older, and I thought he had a better chance to win with Cleveland. And he did. He won a championship there. But the point is, the reaction was not incredibly negative. Who does this guy think he is? It wasn't like that at all. So that should tell you something. It wasn't solely racially motivated why LeBron was criticized so heavily when he went to Miami. Like, think of it this way. Put yourself in the same shoes as a sports fan. Whatever your race is, you're white, black, brown, whatever you happen to be, and whoever you root for, set up a scenario in your mind that is the equivalent of the LeBron James situation. And you, you can't even do it. Like Maybe you root for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the Dallas Cowboys have had way more franchise success in their history than Cleveland did at the time that LeBron left them, right? It had been you know, almost five decades at the time where they hadn't experienced a championship in any professional sport. So they were known to be complete losers. So whoever you root for, I don't care who it is, Roberto's a diehard Dodgers fan. I love the Miami Dolphins. Like, whoever you root for, like put yourself in that situation where there is this unbelievable like generational-type talent 
and he's going to have a TV special. And there's a really good chance he's going to stay on your favorite team. But at the last second, he says, psych, I'm going to this other team and leaving you at the altar. Are you telling me as a sports fan, especially if you aren't black, right? Just because, you know, the, like if it's a white guy saying, LeBron, what is he doing? Like, it might seem like it's racially motivated. It doesn't mean it is, right? Are you telling me that you wouldn't, in the same situation, you wouldn't be highly angered by that? Not in a racial way, but just mad that your best player left. And you understand, he's a free agent. He can do it. But the way it was done, and it's just going completely against what you desire. You wouldn't be upset. You'd be like, you know what, LeBron? God bless you. You're a free agent. Hope you kill it in Miami. <laughs> Chances are you would not be saying that if you're being honest with yourself. This idea that it's just racial is insane to me. Like, here's the deal. Rob Parker. I, I did months and months of radio with Rob. He's a great dude. Rob crushes Tom Brady consistently. Do you think it's because of race? No, <laughs> it's not. It's just this idea that we're getting to this territory where if I say something about Patrick Mahomes has no chance to have a better career than Tom Brady. That's what I truly believe. He's taking this mammoth contract that's going to have an impact on the roster. It's going to impact the talent around Patrick Mahomes. I don't see him winning five more rings at all. Like, we can't get to the territory where if I say that, it's like, ah, here we go. I don't know. White guy Brian No saying something negative in nature about Patrick Mahomes' chances to have a better career than the white guy, Tom Brady. Like, we are just reaching way too far if we're getting to that. You got to be really, really careful about applying the race card because there are, sadly, many, many times where it absolutely applies. And we can't water down the race card by misapplying it to stuff it doesn't actually apply to. Like this idea, oh, yeah. And, and I heard this, Colin Coward, there was a promo that was playing during the show tonight. And Coward cited the letter from Dan Gilbert, which was just absurd, where he was crushing LeBron for deciding to go to Cleveland. And that just sounded like a dude who's this sports fan who has no control over his emotions and is just ranting like a lunatic. That doesn't ring toward, oh, 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 this guy that totally racially motivated. Like, I don't, I don't make the same connection. I can understand how some would view it that way because that was the, the team owner of the franchise and still is Dan Gilbert. So I can understand how it seemed like, man, he took it to that degree. It's almost like he's looking at LeBron as his property. I can understand that aspect. You know what I can understand? are the people that were against the move or said something negative in nature about the move, they don't own the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise. They're not acting as if LeBron is their property. You know what they're acting like? Fans. They're acting like fans that were upset the best player left their favorite team. Like, if the best white player leaves my favorite team, I'm going to be mad about it. 
It's not racially motivated. It's just crazy what it's turning into, man. All I'm saying is, long story short, let's be careful here to not misapply the race card because the shame in that is when race actually is a factor, I don't want the reaction to be, uh, here we go again, shrug your shoulders, like, eh, same old song and dance once again. We, we can't do that. We can't do that because there are things that deserve our attention that need to be correct, correct, uh, corrected that are absolutely racial. <laughs> it, it can't turn into us like crying wolf about all these random things like J.J. Reddick talking about it being racially motivated, the the uh, reaction. Like KD2, he joined a 73-win team. I said it was weak. It's not because KD's black. It's because I thought it was weak. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes things are face value. I, I just like we're all, all skeptical of Far too much. All right, let me lighten it up here. Cowboy in Windsor. I thought Cowboy was checking in last night when I was filling in for Big Ben. But he's t- here tonight. And that's all that matters. Cowboy in Windsor. You take it away, my man. Hi, Brian. Well, uh, I guess looks can be deceiving because I was 67 Monday and I look 40. I mean, I got cover boy good looks, to be perfectly frank. But Leon Spinks is 67 today, but this is probably going to be his last birthday because he's dying of uh, prostate cancer and dementia. Oh, and yesterday, you've heard of Jessica Simpson, I know. Uh-huh. Well, Jessica Simpson yesterday joined the distinct uh, 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 Triple 40 Club, 40 years old, 40 IQ, and 40-inch bra. <laughs> wow, and also, okay. one of my teachers, uh, uh, high school teachers, uh, Jim McCoy, was 78 yesterday, and Hal McCray was 75, and Greg Kidd was 71 yesterday. And Jackie Heideman, this former Major League shortstop, who sucked, by the way, was seven, is 71 today. And unfortunately, 56 years ago today, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lemuel Penn, uh, the uh, deputy superintendent of the uh, Washington, D.C. school system, was uh, slain by the KKK in Madison County, Georgia. And I only heard it one time. On a radio broadcast, I just turned 11, but I committed it to my memory. I remember because we had a cloudburst here that day that we had three and three quarters inches of rain that for in a three-hour period from noon till um, uh, three and three o'clock in the afternoon that day. But uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, JJ Reddick was on to something because I remember a lot of that um, uh, clamor about LeBron leaving from. Miami, and then some of it was pretty racist. And that letter. No, was, I don't agree at all. I'm, well, I'm on you're the white. Uh, you're white. I'm black. Way. So I mean, you know. And I've been around a lot longer than you have, and I've seen a lot more stuff than you've seen, sir. But okay, any, that's anyway. fine. That's fine, cowboy. But KD joining the Warriors, people being outspoken about that. It's not because he's black. It's because well, he joined that, a 73 win team and well, made I know a super it's not team. because he's black. But see, the same. You know. I've been a sports fan for 60, a little more than 60 years, and I don't know if my parents would have allowed me to be a sports fan these days because of all this garbage about who's leaving who for what team and why they're doing it and everything like that. 
and not to mention all the stuff you read about the, the athletes and everything that goes on with it these days that is outside the sports realm. I don't mean Black Lives Matter. Of course, I support the fact that a lot of these athletes, uh, black and white, are supporting Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's you know neither that, that you know I, I'm I'm glad that's happening. But there's a lot of things that are happening. Uh, in the athletic realm these days that I think are, you know, a little bit, now they've always happened, but I, you can go, all you have to do is uh, the people going online on Twitter, on social media, and talking about a lot of this stuff that uh, that really, uh, really most of this stuff doesn't really matter and doesn't really uh, uh, pertain to pertain to sports. Now I you, you talked about you talked about Rob Parker a little earlier. Now I met Rob Parker back in '99 at a clothing store here in Windsor, and I talked to him. He was selling his book, Getting Rob, and I kind of like conversing with Rob. But uh, boy, he goes off on some tangents. I, I remember the time he called RG3 was at a cornball brother because he had a white girlfriend. Well, what the hell was that Rob Parker's business? What kind of girlfriend he had? I mean, and uh, then you had the, the, the uh, Travis going off about Bubba Wallace when they found that noose here three weeks ago. Well, you know, we all know what Clay Travis is. I'm not going into him. But, like, there's just, you know, there's uh, just too uh, Brian, there are just too many things these days in sports that I find, you know, uh, I find offensive. Maybe that's because hey I Hey, man, a there's a lot going on, Cowboy. We could talk all night long about all the crazy stuff that's going on in the sports world right now. But let me just say something that's a little bit lighter here, okay? Um, you mentioned the IQ, right, of Jessica Simpson. I've, I've got a question because I think I know the answer to this. If I don't know, like – the numbers of IQ, right? Like what's good, what's meaning, like what's uh, moderate, what's bad. Like if I don't know that, I think that would that would work against my general IQ, would it not? Because I don't know. I don't know the general numbers on that. Well, sir, I could read when I was two and a half. I mean, um, and uh, not only that, I remember when I, I went Well, what's a high score? What's a high score as an IQ? A high score is, well, Mensa is anything over 135. I beat okay. that by See? 25 points. Yeah. Well, that's but good to know. Thing, the, the, the thing about it is, is that uh, it, it just seems that uh, these days, there's uh, just a lot of extraneous stuff in sports that I don't think, I don't think belongs in there, and I think a lot of that is social media driven. But uh, yeah, I do enjoy sports. I, I enjoy the athletes. I enjoy seeing people uh, uh, perform at the highest level. But I mean, I can, I can. Maybe it's because I'm getting old, you know. But just focus on that. Focus like it's. It depends on what you focus on. Here's my advice because uh, Patrick Beverly. Here's the tie-in. Patrick Beverly of the Clippers. He's over there in Orlando as these other 22. These 22 total teams are there, as you well know. And Patrick Beverly said something where he was like, the bubble is what you make of it. And there's some of the other players that are like, this sucks. Look at my food. Look at my room. This is terrible. Patrick Beverly was like, the bubble is what you make it out to be. So is the sports world. So you could focus on all the crazy stuff that's going on or this player off the court or off the field is involved in something he shouldn't be. And You could focus on all of that. Or you could focus on the sports themselves. It's just a ma- It's up to you. It's what you want to focus on. That's how I would look at it. But we got to run, Cowboy. I appreciate you checking in, man. We could talk all night. I think we did talk for most of the night. But feel free, 877-99 on Fox. I'm not going to be jibber-jabbering very much in the next segment. I'm going to get to some of the people that want to chime in. 
they're on hold, so I'm not going to go too long. I do. I've got one question, a quick question, that uh, hopefully you guys can answer. Because I, I don't know the, the actual answer to this. Uh, we'll do that and get to the calls. I'm Brian, though. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. I got a question for you here. This is a it's a stupid question, but I, I really don't know the answer. If I order the uh, Usman Masvidal fight, with it being on ESPN Plus, how, how does that exactly work? Can you? You can watch it on your TV, right? I would imagine, but I'm just so used to the normal pay-per-views where I don't know if this is through your computer and you, like, beam your computer to your TV. I don't know. Well, Roberto, I, have you I stream, ordered I, on... I, I, I cut, cut the cord, like, two and a half years ago, so I stream, okay. I stream everything. You stream everything. Yeah. I, I, okay. I got live TV, but now I have live TV through the Spectrum app, which is just through a... It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a live stream. So I, I get that through my Apple TV. Yeah, oh, okay. So, so yeah, you would you would probably download the ESPN app and you would get it that way. So that's weird to me. Like it's not like the old school 
whatever, the uh, Tyson fights, the Mayweather fights. What's a like, certain channel? And you, yeah, what's, yeah. No, it's not that way. But it's, it's kind of the same thing, though. But you got to stream everything? You can't do it on TV. I'm used to the old school where like everybody would pay five bucks, gather around a TV, and watch the fight. Now we're gathering around a laptop? Uh, no, is that no, what no, it is no, now? No, 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 no. An Apple TV is like almost like it's, it, it's like a receiver in a sense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then you can watch uh, the app. You can watch it on your big screen TV. So if you don't have that, if you just have regular cable, you got to stream it. Then that's if, what you're telling me. And well, if you have regular cable, then you just uh, uh, get it, uh, watch it through. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you would have to watch it on your laptop. I guess. Yeah, would. That sucks. Yeah, I don't want to watch it dumb. on my laptop. Yeah, I, I got uh, three. I got a, <laughs> three Apple TVs, one in each room. So I don't. I I stream everything. I don't. I don't pay for cable. I had direct Look TV. Look at you, balling here. No wonder you work thirty-seven shifts in a row. You got all these TVs and Apple TV to pay Those for. Are, the Apple TV is like a receiver in a sense, so it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm a lot cheaper. It's still of, a lot cheaper that way. I'm not a fan of streaming things on my laptop i want to watch it on the tv right but my it's, laptop it's, it's, it acts, the same, it acts like, the same uh, way though it's, it's the same it's the same thing but it's not because my laptop is like 17 inches it's a 17 inch screen or something well, like go, that you got you got paper you got money go to <laughs> and wake up in the morning and go get an apple tv at best buy and then plug it in and you're good see i like that you channeled your inner, gosh, who would be, like Bill Parcells? I don't know. Like, he got after me a little bit. You know, get off your ass, no. Go there, get some Apple TV, quit your whining. You know? I like that. There was a little bit of fire, some edge from you, I, Roberta. I got problems. I got. I don't like, I mean, I know everybody lo- likes the MMA. I'm just a little skeptical about where the money goes. These, I, Everything is exactly the same, right, as boxing. I, I'm a, I love boxing. Uh, the pay per views cost the same. Uh, when when you're at, when you're able to watch a live gate, it, the the ticket costs exactly the same. Yet the 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 fighters in MMA get chump change. Wow! Listen to this. I didn't I didn't know we were gonna get this from you. So but, it's um, like, uh, where does all that money go? Hmm. I wonder. Dana White po- pocket all that money? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and a, a big fight, uh, you, a boxer's gonna get uh, twenty million dollars minimum. Right, and then after the the live gate and and uh, pay per view comes in, he gets like maybe twenty five more after that. So it's like some of these MMA fighters don't get paid anything, man. No, I, I don't, they really I don't. don't. I, yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah, in comparison, it's crazy because yeah, the the higher end, which is why names, McGregor like, doesn't want to fight. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, dude, he went and fought Mayweather. How much money did he make? He I think I got close to a hundred, maybe. Maybe he's got to be like. Wait, what am I getting paid again to step foot in the octagon? Exactly. Really? Yeah. It's, it's... Speaking of my good ear over here, because it seems like you're missing a couple of zeros. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> McGregor say. All right, uh, let's get out to uh, before I get to the phone calls. And I uh, completely, I, I said I wasn't going to be gibbering or jabbering, but I've, I've done exactly that. I apologize for that. But I'm going to get right to the phone calls after we hear from the great Steve Desager. You take it away, Steve.
The NFL is due to have talks with the Players Union again on Monday about health protocols in the preseason, among other things. Training camps are scheduled to start July 28th. Players want daily virus testing, according to Pro Football Talk, and they want no exhibition games this year. Fans will not be allowed at training camps this year. Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell, age 55, tested positive for COVID-19. He was hospitalized but is expected to get out this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars expect about 25% capacity at their stadium this season. All NFL fans to attend this year are required to wear masks. The Chiefs signed quarterback Matt Moore. Broncos All-Pro safety Justin Simmons will reportedly sign his franchise tender. The NHL will officially return to play on August the 1st. The playoff games on the ice will be held in Toronto for the Eastern teams and Edmonton for the Western teams. The league and the Players Union ratified the plan for this season and a four-year extension of the collective bargaining agreement. The Pac-12 will play only conference games for the fall season in four sports, including football with details announced by july 31st the acc expects to make a decision in late july on its college football schedule for this year tony romo is tied for second with john smoltz at the annual celebrity golf tournament in lake tahoe round one was friday kyle williams former defensive lineman of the bills leads at the pga event in ohio colin morikawa leads by three strokes one mls game friday night in orlando a scoreless tie between seattle and san jose fox tv will have the mls saturday night FS1 will have an MLS doubleheader Monday night, and Giants catcher Buster Posey opted out of playing this baseball season for family reasons. Back to the show. Thanks, Steve. I'm Brian No, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, I'm going right to the phones. Dave is in Las Vegas. And Dave has comments yes. for us this evening. What's going on, Dave? How you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good, good, good. Wait was kind of long, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> I sorry, wanted to give man. a shout out to the gentleman that was on the one hundred percent. Which one? Who's on the one hundred percent? He was one hundred percent as far as how um, the black gender and everything is. Uh, kind of mistreating the entire situation here. Uh, myself, I grew up in Compton, California. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm have i a 100% Irishman, so obviously I'm white. I've been with a black lady for over 10 years now. You can't generalize that all white people are racist. Right, it's yeah. not totally fair. the case. Yeah. And he he was really 100% on the fact that, you know, people are abusing the situation. Well, I think there's too much, and you would, I would think, agree with this, Dave. I think there's too much of, if it smells racist, well, then it is. Then then it's absolutely racist. And I think there are a lot of times that it isn't. I think that. Oh, I didn't offend you, did I? No, 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 (laughs) no, no, I'm making fun of it. Because that's what everything has come down to. Everybody has, everything ends up being a connotation in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. And people need to quit thinking in that direction. They're always looking for a problem in every conversation that someone has. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I would look at it like this too, Dave. I've always said this. I think that... Life needs to be like a football team. Where, who's your favorite football team, Dave? Do you have one? 
man, Dallas Cowboys all the way. It used to be the Rams until they moved out of L.A. I gotta I, it's, put I swear it sounded like you were about to say the Miami Dolphins. You're joking. I could send you a jersey in my closet. I do have jerseys from just about every quarterback. But if you look at the Dallas Cowboys, here's the point I'm trying to make to you, Dave, is let's just take offensively. There's no way that everybody on the Dallas Cowboys offense thinks the same thing, operates the same way about everything. Someone's going to vote one way. Someone's going to vote the other way. They put that to the Mm -hmm. side, and they work together to try to score touchdowns. Like, that's the way life needs to be. But we're caught up in this, oh, well, you support this, or, oh, you stand for that. Get away from me. I want nothing to do with you. We're not going to get anywhere if we nope. do that, just like the Dallas Cowboys would get nowhere if Dak Prescott well, dropped still back nowhere, and said, but anyways, eh. I get your point. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but they're not going to get anywhere if he's not throwing the ball to someone who doesn't think exactly like he does. You know, it's just mm-hmm. crazy how we operate in society right now. Yeah, it, it's... Um... You know, and, and on another level, I just want to tell America to pull your pants up. <laughs> well, come on, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's honestly that's, okay. But well, thanks for checking in, Dave. We got to run now. My guy GW is in Cincinnati, and um, uh, I just want to go to him real quick uh, and see what's on his mind. What's going on, GW? How you doing this evening? I'm okay. I want to make it real quick. And actually, after uh, listening to Dave, you know, he tried to do all that reconciling, and then at the very end, he said, pull your pants up. You know, unfortunately, Brian, and I I ain't calling to argue with you, man, because I I think you're wrong on a couple of points. And actually, uh, like halfway, just thinking, what the hell is Dave talking about your your previous caller? He's part of the problem. I don't think anybody's making broad generalizations about uh, white people or racism, but whenever something actually happens, we just want you to concentrate on what actually happened. And then for one moment in this country's time, we can say, that's what's wrong. I mean, we can all work as a team, Brian, but if you support something that's morally reprehensible to me, then we have to come to an agreement that we just can't work together. I think well, what, people are tired of compromising. What is it, though? What, what is supported? What's supported that's morally reprehensible? Well, uh, we're, we're talking about, say, statues. You know, right. from my perspective, it, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, from my perspective, mm-hmm. you're advocated, just from my black perspective, if you're on that other side of that fence, then I find that morally reprehensible. I, I, I think it's unsightly. I, I think it does damage to this country's psyche and history, if we're trying to move past it. I mean, we're having a conversation today that people tried to have four years ago. I mean, if we're going to be honest. Right. And when this, then this goes back to Malcolm Jenkins, which, you know, again, I, if I'm not mistaken, Brian, are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish. Okay. Well, I heard you in the beginning of the show, and you were talking about, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and how he was just saying, uh, you know, just get over it. Well, essentially, that's not what he said. He said what the Sean Jackson said was wrong, but let's not get off of what's most important outside of Deshaun Jackson saying something very stupid. Because right. again, well, no, no, no. Lady. When I said G-Dub, and it's Excuse important, me? though, we got to be accurate here. What right. I quoted what Malcolm Jenkins said. He was like, look, what Deshaun Jackson posted was wrong. But some right. people are airing their grievances. That's for them to worry about. We got to stay focused. It was right. way too that's dismissive. True. It's ridiculous. That, that, what do you mean it's ridiculous? That's very true. Again, 
I, I don't hold it against you that you don't understand. You're no, I do understand. I just don't Kaepernick see it the same way. Four years ago. No, that's wrong too. I understand no, it's not. it fully. You're the same guy that was went to the hill and talking about. Well, you know, you tried to throw some other issues out there. You talked about stocks. You did things that were deflecting away from the issue, and that's exactly no, what Malcolm Jenkins was talking no. about. Let's no. not get over on this little side show. I understand that. Deshaun Jackson gave you and others, you know, your chance to go ahead and get your grievance point off. I mean, you even said that this takes away from the movement. Hell, even this movement going on about oh, two years. Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely uh, does. With him being dismissive and being like, hey, yeah, what Deshaun posted, it was wrong, but we can't worry about that. Let's get back on track over here. It's like, dude, that doesn't help your cause. If something is that wrong, there was something anti-Semitic putting out being put out there by Deshaun, and you're like, eh, okay, that's for other people to worry about. Like, really? And you expect other people to be fighting along with you if you're not going to fight for them? That's not how it works. That's all I'm saying. That's all it is. We need to, actually, his point is we need to stand up for ourselves. Because, again, four years ago, you were nowhere to be found. You were others. And you didn't give a damn about what people were saying then. No, that's wrong again as well. But listen, G-Dub, I'm up against it. I'll address that coming up next um, with what you're saying here because this is what it turns into is if you see something a different way, it's, oh, well, you just don't understand. It's like, no, I completely understand. I just have a different opinion, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'll address that around the corner. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number if you want to check in, 877-996-6369. Keep it locked right here. Brian No with you on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. I thought that Malcolm Jenkins, Saint Safety, handled the Deshaun Jackson situation terribly. I thought his stance was weak. I thought that it was dismissive. It was... he. He just treated anti-Semitic comments with a shoulder shrug. This is Malcolm Jenkins in his own words um, talking about Deshaun Jackson's posts and how there needs to be focused on the the Black Lives Matter movement, which, uh, listen, I support. Black people need to be treated better in this country. But Malcolm Jenkins, what he said was ridiculous. Check it out. We got to stay focused. All of this back and forth that's going on right now is a distraction. Comments were made, and they were wrong. Allow those who were impacted by it to voice their grievances. But we got to stay focused, because Breonna Taylor's killers are still not arrested. We still fighting for justice. We got a lot of work to do, and this ain't it. Stay focused. Man, I, I go back to what if Julian Edelman's video sounded like that? What if Julian Edelman was like, listen, the George Floyd situation uh, was wrong. And some people, listen, that are directly affected, they're airing their grievances. But we got to stay focused here. There continue to be anti-Semitic posts and comments. And we can't have that happen. What if, do you think Malcolm Jenkins is taking that and being like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. That's, yeah, we got to stay focused. No, man. Like, if you're fighting for equality, you can't stand for people being treated unequally, no matter who it is. 
And so I thought that Malcolm Jenkins' comment is completely tone deaf, lacked empathy. And he's halfway right. Yes, we do need to stay focused on the task at hand, which is black people being treated better in this country. But to just treat anti-Semitic comments with a shoulder shrug is a bad look. It's the bottom line. doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Let me go out to the phones. Kathy is in Portland, has a thought for us. Welcome to the show, Kathy. You there, Long Kathy? Long hours Good. lately, sir. There you go. What's on your mind, Kathy? Um, I wanted to thank you. I heard you last night say kind of the same thing uh, about um, there not being a racial element in uh, complaints or criticisms of LeBron James' move and Kevin Durant's move. Um, you know, if Larry Bird had uh, decided that he was going to go to the L.A. Lakers, um, you know, <laughs> he would have got the same reaction back in the day. Um, you know, it's making a strong team stronger, uh, especially for KD. Uh, you know, leaving the team that beat you and uh, going to that team, you know, that, 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 that beat you up. I said that badly. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I got but, you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, I've really enjoyed uh, your comments. Um, I thought Julian Edelman did an absolutely fabulous job uh, of responding. And uh, we really all need to be more sensitive toward the way that uh, others are treated, uh, no matter what their ethnicity or, uh, frankly, I'm blind. And I, do, I think it's really dangerous to, for me to attribute everything that happens to the fact that I'm blind. But I also need to be more sensitive to how African-Americans are treated, how Jews are sure. treated, etc. I sure. don't really understand. I mean, I understand, sort of, mm-hmm. but I don't really understand. But by the same token, it um, used to be that blind people can serve on juries, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that wrong has been rectified, for example. So I think none of us really understands, but we need to be more sensitive to one another's uh, mistreatment. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. There's no doubt. Okay, let me go uh, to Kevin in Los Angeles, if I can uh, sneak Kevin in here. We've got about a little more than a minute, but you go ahead, Kevin. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing, bud? Hey, uh, first of all, I was a little distracted with Roberto talking about the UFC. Those guys making millions of dollars for that sport, only getting $200,000 a fight is ridiculous. Um, mm. I'm going to get to serious stuff now. Okay. Um, I saw Deshaun's qu- uh, quotes on what he, uh, w- or what he quoted. It was offensive, it was ignorant, it was mm-hmm. stupid, and it was uninformed. Let's look at this from all circles. Mm-hmm. As a black man with Jewish friends who I grew up with, I was appalled by it. I heard Mitchell mm-hmm. Schwartz talk about it. He's an L.A. guy, Palisades High School. Look, Deshaun was un- in- uninformed. He didn't know what he was talking about. He was trying to say something to, I don't know what he was trying to do to, to be smart or sound smart. And I understand Malcolm Jenkins. We can't be distracted in this moment by people saying ignorant things. Yeah. Now, the way it was handled, what Julian Edelman did, was amazing. Malcolm Jenkins should have had more compassion to what was going on, how Jewish, his fellow Jewish football players were feeling about that. Mm-hmm. But let's not compare what Deshaun Jackson said to what's been going on within the last year in this country. No, and totally I fair. have extreme yeah. compassion for the Jewish community, how they've been persecuted and assaulted in this country. 
but in this moment when we're trying to yeah. come together, what happened with Bubba Wallace, how Richard Petty put his arm on his shoulder, you saw that. Hey, Kev, compassion. Kev, we're up against it, bud. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you short, but uh, very well said. All right. Another hour to go here. Brian, though, with you on Fox Sports Radio. I, my goal is to make this hour an extraordinary hour in radio history. Mainly because, Roberto, this is shift one of, I don't know, like nine shows in a row. I think he gets done around Tuesday. But he is riding hard. I'll tell you what, America, it's great because he's multitasking tonight. And this dude's got a great attitude. I'll tell you what, I've worked with other people, not just in radio, but in other businesses. And they're just like, oh, gosh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And this sucks and this. There are a lot of Eeyores. This is a dated reference. But since Disney World is where the NBA bubble (laughs) is, right? There are a lot of Eeyores that are just like, this sucks. The old Disney character, he's a donkey, right? He's just like, "Eh." I think Eeyore is a donkey. But there are a lot yeah, of donkeys is. in the world that just bemoan everything they have to do. Roberto is not one of those guys, man. you got a great attitude, Roberto. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'm here for you as well. So hopefully this will not be a sucky hour because I would not like to send you off to the next show with this being a sucky hour. You know what I mean? We can't have that. So I want to backtrack a little bit. Apologies to Kevin in L.A. He chimed in. I thought it was a great phone call. I thought it was fantastic. Just at the end of the hour we have in the radio business, it's called a hard out. So <laughs> to the second, the commercial's happening whether you want it or not. <laughs> it's happening to the second. So we ran short on time a little bit. But Kevin, just to recap what he was saying, I thought he said it perfectly. He said what I wished Malcolm Jenkins would have said, which is it's totally fair for Malcolm Jenkins to say, look, We need to stay focused on the movement. Breonna Taylor's killers are still on the loose. We need to focus on black people being treated better in this country. Totally fair. I support it. 100%. Absolutely true. But he didn't preface it the way Kevin in Los Angeles did. Kevin in Los Angeles prefaced his comments by saying, what Deshaun Jackson posted was awful. It was wrong. It's something that can't be tolerated. So we can't just dismiss it and just be like, eh, it happened, but back to the movement, right? You at least have to say that was flat out wrong. Deshaun shouldn't have posted it. it it's nothing that we can stand for. If we're fighting for equality, then we, we got to stand up for another group or another race or another section that is mistreated or the victim of hate speech or whatever. Like, you can't just say, yeah, but that's their problem. Back to our problem over here. It's just wrong. It's the wrong message, and that's what Malcolm Jenkins delivered. Kevin in Los Angeles was right on the money. It was very well said. And, and here's the thing. The funny thing is he was saying exactly what Malcolm Jenkins was saying in terms of staying focused on the movement. And let me make this very clear. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But you can't preface it like Malcolm Jenkins did. Shrug your shoulders and be like, yeah, yeah. Some people are upset about those uh, posts by Deshaun, but that's for them to air their grievances. Like, whatever. But back to our problems. Like, that's no. 
that's not the way for people to fight alongside with you. Like think about anything in life, right? Like if um, I don't know. Let's make up a random example on the fly. If um, okay, let's say you and your wife have a dog, okay, and um. You know, your wife, say this dog needs to be taken for walks throughout the day. It's one of those active dogs, you know? And um, if you take the dog for a walk, you go for a mile, and, um, you know, it's your your wife's turn uh, to take the dog for a walk, and she's like, yeah, you know, I, I just don't really feel like it. Why don't, why don't you do it for me? <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at it like, wait a minute, what? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do, right? Like, why is it all on me? Why Why are you not receptive to what I need? Now, this, it sounds like uh, this is something that's going on in my own home. This is a completely hypothetical situation. I don't even own a dog. It's, it's probably a clunky situation or <laughs> clunky example to go to. But th- the point is, if it's only about you, like, don't be shocked when someone's looking at you sideways, like, but what about me? At some point, it's about me also, right? And uh, that's the other part is it didn't take a whole lot. It would have taken Malcolm Jenkins two more sentences, and there would have been one thing said about it. If he just went, what, what happened with Drew Brees? Like, let's go back to this, because Malcolm Jenkins was so outspoken against Drew Brees. And said, sometimes you need to shut the bleep up. Remember that? That was Malcolm Jenkins. His takeaway with that. The main issue with Drew Brees, a lot of people said this, and I thought it was a good point. He didn't preface his comments by talking about what was most important. What was most important was that George Floyd had just gotten murdered, that Black people have been treated far too badly in this country for far too long. And he didn't even acknowledge that. He went straight to the anthem and kneeling for the anthem and all of that. This is after the George Floyd murder. Like Things had changed dramatically in this country compared to four years ago in 2016 when Kaepernick first kneeled. Okay? Like, this is a different climate now, and that matters. And Drew Brees, he didn't even preface his comments. That was talked about a lot. I thought that was a good point. Like, So if we're going to look at Drew Brees, that's something that Sean Merriman, former Chargers player, mentioned. It was a good point. He's like, he just bypassed anything regarding black people being treated and made it all about the flag and kneeling for the anthem, and he didn't think that was right. I, I agree with that. I thought that was a smart assessment. So... How does that not apply to Malcolm Jenkins? I have no problem with him saying, let's stay focused on the movement here and the progress that needs to be made in terms of treating black people the right way. No problem. But you can't just bypass a current event where Deshaun Jackson posted some repulsive things talking about white Jews trying to extort America and their plans for world domination? What are you talking about? That was a conspiracy theory back in the 1930s. We're in 2020. What the hell does that have to do with anything right now? And on top of that, you think about the history 
of how Jewish people have been mistreated for a long time. And this, make no mistake, this is not a tale of the tape, like who's been treated worse. I hope it doesn't turn into that. That is not my intention whatsoever. But all I'm saying is this isn't just one post and there's no back history. There's six million Jews murdered during World War II. Like there's a whole history of mistreatment of Jewish Jewish people. Okay? So for Deshaun Jackson to post what he posted, it's not just in a vacuum. It's not just one post and that alone. There's a whole backstory. There's a whole history there. So you have to understand that. And for Malcolm Jenkins to barely touch on it, say, yeah, what Deshaun posted was wrong. But um, that's for other people. If they have something to say about it, great. But we got to stay focused. It was just clunky. It was wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, it's understandable. It's fine. It's permissible. No, it wasn't. It was clunky. It was tone deaf. It lacked empathy. And it distracted from his own movement. That's the irony here. The way that he talked about the Deshaun Jackson anti-Semitic post, it took away from the focus of the movement. If he says something like Zach Banner said, then we're back to the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not focused on anything else, right? I'm not looking at, uh, you know, I'm not focused on Malcolm Jenkins' comments if he isn't dismissive. I'm not hung up on that at all. Uh, Brian No, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me just make one more point. I think that there's a misconception that if, um, if I make a few comments, or, or if anyone, not just me, if, if someone makes a, a, a handful of comments about Deshaun Jackson's post with it being completely wrong, that you are absolutely distracted from the Black Lives Matter movement. That's the, the only thing you're focused on is what Deshaun Jackson posted. That's just simply untrue. Like here's, here's the thing. You can do multiple things at the same time. And I think it often turns into, oh, man, all these people, they're, they're focused on the wrong things. They're talking about the wrong things. As if that's the only thing going on in their mind and the only thing that they're thinking about or focused on. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the truth. And I think that's something to keep in your mind going forward. Okay, I'm going to be a lot less chatty coming up here. I do have a pandemic silver lining. There, I'm going to be positive here. And then I'm going to do a 180, and I'm I'm going to be a little bit of doom and gloom here. So it's a mixed bag coming up. But I will. I'll start off on a positive foot, and it's not something that's just BS and made up. It's truthful. I think it's real. And then I'll also work in some calls here. Keep it locked. Brian No with you, live here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/TheShy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Brian Noah with you here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Okay, I'm going to be brief here, believe it or not. A couple of thoughts, and I'll get to the calls. I actually think there's a little bit of a pandemic silver lining, a bit of one, in the NBA with the bubble. I think with players, some of them are in peak condition, peak shape. If you look at Zion Williamson, tremendous shape. Luka Doncic, Jokic with the the Denver Nuggets. These players would not be in this type of condition if the season hadn't been interrupted. It's a grind. It's a long haul. And there's no way that Zion could have gotten his body fine-tuned had there not been a layoff. And so I think there's a, a portion of the pandemic that will in a way, be beneficial to the NBA. I think another benefit is that a lot of players recovered from their injuries. Some nagging injuries, some you know significant injuries. Al Horford had a knee issue. There have been a lot of players that have gotten much healthier because of the layoff. And I think that could impact the quality of play. Now, don't get me wrong, it can swing the other way at times as well. I think that a lot of players, there's a difference between getting in shape, hitting the treadmill and doing some cardio, and then being in basketball shape. Certainly, there's a difference there. And then I also think getting in rhythm, getting your shot, you know, cutting, doing certain things, there are certain movements that are just different. So I'm not trying to paint this picture where everything's going to be, 
oh man, the quality of play is going to be off the charts here. I think that it's it's like a lot of things in life. There are benefits, there are drawbacks. But I think that the hiatus, it's been largely chalked up to things that are negative, which, oh, these players are going to be at higher risk for injury, and oh, their timing's going to be off, the chemistry's going to be bad, blah, blah, blah. It's not all bad. That's all I'm saying. Getting their bodies in tip-top shape, that's a good thing. Recovering from injury, that's also a good thing. This is something that Zion Williamson had to say about what he was doing during the layoff. I just felt like when I was five years old again, um, just went back to square one, uh, you know, trying to get my body to where it needs to be, uh, get my fundamentals back to square one and start from there. So, yeah, it was just like starting over at five again, and it was a great process to learn it all over. I mean, that dude looks like he's in great shape. And uh, I think it's going to help him with the restart, with these quote-unquote seeding games. So it isn't all bad. That's all I'm saying. There are some benefits to the layoff, believe it or not. Okay, I'm going to get to the uh, the negative on the pandemic and the impact of the college football season, but I don't even want to go there right now. Let me get to the phones. Let me go out to uh, the phone lines. Larry is in Virginia Beach, has some comments for us. I hope you're enjoying hey, your early morning here, Larry. How you doing? Yes. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine, Dandy. You know, I... I say prayers to the whole world. I'm a big Dolphin fan, too, by the way. I know there you, you go. Are. Fins up. Also, man. Yes. I'm, you know, well, hopefully say a prayer for the world. We could all get along and, and you know, just work everything out. So, I don't, yeah. it's, you know, I don't be too long in that situation, but it is unfortunate. We're being tested, virus, everything that's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I say a prayer for the whole world, the country. We're all connected, so... You know, um, and sports is, is an escape. <laughs> like I said, I'm 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 on seven different dolphin fan clubs on Facebook. Wow! And um, I'm huge in dolphin stuff. I, there's a dolphin group. I'm Virginia Beach, and there's a Virginia. Say my hi to everybody if anybody's up <laughs> to the Virginia Beach Dolphin Fan Club. Wow! And, okay, and so that's Beach. one of the seven. The Virginia Beach Dolphin yeah. Fan Club. Right, I love Miami it. Dolphin. What yeah, if Virginia you're outside Beach, of Virginia Beach? You can't join this club, right? Yeah. Well, anybody can join. Um, you can have friends. You can join them up from out of the area, out of Virginia Beach. Uh, okay, good. You know, but I'm from Miami originally, so I grew up in the in the heydays of the Dolphins. What's Tua going to do? What do you think about Tua, uh, Larry? I think Tua is going to be really good. You know, I, I pray for him and everything, and I, I think he's, I think he's a fantastic human being. I, I like. I mean, there's a lot of good character on this team. The, the yeah. coach, every. I, I like love Flores. A lot of the, he did a great yeah. job last year. Great job. Yeah, I'm. I was. I mean, I'm very impressed. And you know, I, I keep thinking of Butch Cassidy and Sundance. You know, mm-hmm. remember the mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Well, I think we got some great running backs. Um, Brita and um, yeah. and Joe Howard yeah. Jones. Or, well, okay, but yeah. Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm um, Perry. Also is going to be really good. I think I've watched his video in, in Navy. He's he's really good. He's he's like I see the Swiss Army knife, a great passer and receiver and running back and all that. But I'm I'm really confident about our team. I the only thing that worries me is how many games we're going to play because yeah, I don't love you know, that. The, I it's I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be slim pickings. Like the NFL, they might try to power through this thing because it's professional athletes, but still. They, 
if we're talking a spike here in numerous areas, like I just right, I'm I very know. skeptical, man. I am, I am. But I appreciate you checking in, Larry. Yeah, I appreciate your time you very tonight, much. Man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me go to Brian. He's in Washington. Wants to check in. I'm Brian, though, here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we go to another Brian. What's going on, B? Hey, Brian. It's actually it's Brandon. I'm, I'm oh, okay. basically out of Seattle. Sorry about so, hey, You uh, ruined my whole intro because it was so smooth <laughs> and then it was the wrong name, Sorry. you know? I think you should you should change your name legally to Brian so then we can we don't have to fix this on the podcast, you know? We'll just be like named twins, named doppelgangers. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, we can do that. BB. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to uh, just to comment on, uh, you know, quickly about, you know, the Floyd situation, the Malcolm uh, Jenkins mm-hmm. situation. Basically, I think the one thing that some of the callers earlier maybe were trying to get to, um, Kevin had a great call, was just uh, like the current situation is, um, you know, we have examples of black people being mistreated systematically uh, or within the system and that's like a current thing you know not saying it's any worse obviously the holocaust was terrible but you know it did it, it it's a historical event that um deshaun uh jackson mm-hmm. was, was commenting about so i mean that doesn't make his sentiments right or wrong obviously he's misquoting hitler obvious i mean but um it's just the current situation is that it's 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 a fluid one you know Mm -hmm. and and uh obviously people are dying and we have um cell phone evidence so i think it's important to you know decipher between you know words um on a historical event versus fluid situation i hear you i get yeah i hear what you're saying for sure but there's nothing wrong like I put it like this, coronavirus. We're talking about coronavirus because that's the most pressing issue, right? So let's just take a a scientist. If he's asked about coronavirus, if he's then, uh, I don't know, there's a situation that pops up with cancer, and he spends, I don't know, five, ten minutes talking about cancer, that's not irresponsible, right? It doesn't mean he's completely lost all focus on the coronavirus. It's just there was something else that came up that he talked about for a little bit, and he got back to the task at hand. That's how I but feel the task about at hand is the action of it versus him talking about cancer. You know, I don't think anybody minds uh, Deshaun, or, or you know, uh, if he would have apologized, you know, better. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, nobody would have because it was it, it's just all talk, you know. But the pressing issue is the actions currently happening you know so that that's just where i like and i like i preserve evergreen trees here in in washington and uh forests and it's like you just want to see action you know you want to see things being preserved you know or systematic uh policies coming down so that it would deter that kind of behavior from happening so that's fine but i like we don't have to overcomplicate stuff like this this isn't as complicated as we sometimes make it like, listen, let's just keep it simple. Black people have been mistreated for far too long in this country. The George Floyd murder happened. I, I understand all of the focus on that movement. If Deshaun Jackson posts something that's irresponsible and completely wrong, 
you aren't all of a sudden just completely away from the movement and the focus of that to say Deshaun Jackson was wrong. And then to say, hey, Malcolm Jenkins coming out and having this shoulder shrug like, yeah, he was wrong, but we need to get focused. It's like, that's way too dismissive. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't mean that we're completely distracted from the focus of the movement altogether. It makes no sense. No doubt. But you don't want the apology being a bigger issue than the Black Lives Matter movement. It you isn't. Know, especially when you apologize. That's and the misconception. He didn't apologize correctly. I'm not saying that at all. You know, he, yeah. he should have apologized better, same with Jenkins. But, yeah, go ahead. That's it. Like, that's, <laughs> we're saying the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. just do a better job of either not posting that initially or apologizing for it, and we're on with life. But if it's... Hey, Brian. Yeah. Speaking of that, how do you explain the 520-foot home run Ted Williams the red seat in Fenway how do you explain that uh man you hit me literally from the this is not a cheesy I mean, you got well you, you got hit me out of left field with that one <laughs> like, right? I was, you got 50 how does that happen I don't know He's, man I, I don't, hey you uh, got to give those guys credit back then yeah okay. no doubt well thanks for checking in oh, Brandon God. it still says Brian here on my on my thing but you know I remembered I hearkened back with you telling me the the name there Okay, I'm going to get to uh, Ben coming up here, but uh, let me get to Steve DeSager spinning us around the sporting landscape yet again. You take it away, Steve. The NHL will officially return to play on August the 1st with the playoff games held in Toronto for the Eastern teams, Edmonton for the Western teams. The league and the Players Union ratified the plan for this season and a four-year extension of the collective bargaining agreement through 2026. If all goes as planned, the Stanley Cup final would begin in late September in Edmonton with the next hockey season scheduled to open in December. Giants catcher Buster Posey opted out of playing baseball this season for family reasons. He and his wife just adopted twins who were born premature. Posey's a six-time All-Star, a former MVP. The Giants' opening night game is less than two weeks away at Dodger Stadium, July the 23rd. Less than 2% of ballplayers tested positive as part of MLB's intake screening process. 58 total players plus eight staff members. Japan's league has started allowing fans into its stadiums, up to 5,000 per game with some restrictions on cheering. Tony Romo is tied for second at the Celebrity Golf event in Lake Tahoe. Tied with John Smoltz after round one. Kyle Williams leads. Carson Paul Palmer is tied for fourth place. Eddie George is dead last. Charles Barkley next to last. At the PGA event in Ohio, Colin Morikawa leads by three strokes. Justin Thomas is tied for second. Phil Mickelson will just make the cut. In the MLS, Fox TV will have a Major League Soccer game Saturday night. And FS1 will have an MLS doubleheader from Orlando on Monday night. FS1 had another NASCAR Xfinity race Friday. Austin Sindrick won it, as he did the night before. Sunday's Cup race will be on FS1 from Kentucky. The NFL do for a Monday talk with the Players Union again about the preseason, health protocols, and other things. The Pac-12 will play only conference games for the fall season. Now back to the show. Thank you, Steve. Brian Noah with you here, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Yeah, I still have this college football stuff to get to, but I I still would like to delay that. (laughs) I I just don't like the reality. So let's let's delay what's going on here in terms of that conversation. Let me go to Bean is in Littlefield. What's going on, Bean? How's your uh, early morning going? You there, Bean? You with me? 
Oh, there you are. Yeah. What's Can going you on? Hear me? Yep, I got you. I'm half Cherokee and half Northern European. My dad told me how they were discriminated against in Tennessee back in the day until him and his six brothers ended up being the biggest, strongest boys around. It's funny how when you make fun of somebody and you get your butt kicked, you quit making fun of people. Well, it, it, it works a lot like yeah. that, yes. So uh, they uh, lived in a city of 200,000, and there weren't any houses around where they bought this house in 1950. Where where are we going with this, Bean? What's the uh, what's the point of this? I'm just I want to see what the point is here. Well, we had new houses built in the late fifties, and by the mid sixties, there's plenty of black families living around us, and they lived just like us. Their fathers went to work, and their mothers stayed home. And uh, other than what's the point, Bean? What's the point here? I need the point. point. Is you got to study history if you want to know what's going on. Uh, let me just, hundreds of thousands of white men died during the Civil War. And they wrote home, generals, privates, whatever. They wrote home to their families that were fighting to free slavery, to free the black man, stop slavery. Then sometime in the 60s and 70s, the media totally changed that. Oh, no. They were fighting for states' rights. Okay, but what does this have to do with anything? Where are you going? Why? What is the point of this history lesson, Bean? These people are calling in, making it sound like they're the only ones that know what the discrimination is and that all white people discriminate. I've been dis- discriminated against mm-hmm. by blacks and whites because I look different. But people that think one way, like if you were all liberal Democrat, if you were all conservative Republican, you, you can't get anywhere. You can't learn anything. People got to start looking at things. My dad told me this. You can't know a man until you spend a day in his shoes. Well, hey, listen, man, we got to run, but I appreciate you checking in, Bean. It's like, look, <laughs> um, there's a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. But um, uh, I think that Julian Edelman had a, a great, great, great way to look at things. Because Deshaun Jackson did something wrong, did something highly offensive to a Jewish person, person like Julian Edelman, and he he gave some grace. And he said, look, man, um, how about I take you to a Holocaust museum? How about you choose an African-American museum? We'll go to each other's. We'll learn. We'll talk. We'll hash it out. And um, I thought that was a very, very mature approach. And I think a lot of people don't have that approach. It's, uh, you know, hey, what about me? What about my cause? What about my issues? And Julian Edelman took a breath and had a very mature approach. And I think a lot of people in a lot of different ways can learn from that. I thought that was a very good example of how to handle things. And we'll just keep it simple like that, right? I don't think we overcomplicate things a lot. but And I also think this. Um, I think that sometimes we lose track of what we're trying to accomplish. You know? If, um, if you get into an argument with your significant other, 
I've been there before, right? Like, uh, I think that sometimes you lose track of what you're trying to accomplish. And we get into these, like, sub-arguments and these sub-issues and this... And it, it you get off track with what you're... Don't lose focus of what you're trying to accomplish. Julian Edelman didn't. He, he's trying to uh, accomplish a better understanding himself, stay focused on the right things. He even said in his video... It was on point all across the board. He was like, and let me make no mistake here, like, make no mistake here, we need to stay focused on the Black Lives Matter movement. We're not just trading one cause for another or shifting our focus from one area to the next. It's No, it's about all of these things going on. I, I thought it was perfect all across the board. Okay, in terms of college football, gosh, I didn't know talking college football would be like a nice respite. <laughs> <laughs> it's showing you how crazy things are right now. Social unrest, COVID, it's an insane time. It really is. But um, the Pac-12, they're the latest conference on Friday. They're moving to a uh, conference-only schedule. I think it's a Band-Aid on an open wound. It's just like I said about the Big Ten Conference. I think this does a little bit of good, a little But if you're thinking that there are going to be 10 conference games played like in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, like it's not going to be the case. I hate to break it to you. Football is not going to be played in the fall. The pandemic, COVID is in charge of this one. It's just the way it is, man. Like, like what difference does a conference-only schedule really make? These guys are still traveling. They're still flying. They're still in hotels. You need a plethora of tests to make sure that they are testing negative and that they don't have COVID and they aren't spreading COVID and the numbers are getting out of whack. So for that to happen, you need a ton of tests throughout the season. You need young college players to act responsibly for months, meaning they go to practice, they go to their dorm. They go to practice again, they go to their dorm. They play a game, they go to their dorm. Like, the odds of that happening are not great. So for all of these thoughts of, oh, what's Notre Dame going to do? I'm from South Bend, Indiana. I love Notre Dame football. I'm not going to panic for one second about what their schedule might look like. They no longer have games against Stanford and USC because the Pac-12 has gone to a conference-only schedule. Notre Dame doesn't have a game against Wisconsin that was supposed to be played at Lambeau Field. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, what's the schedule going to be? What's it going to look like? There isn't going to be one. Okay? It's that simple. <laughs> BYU and Hawaii, their first four opponents, those games are called off. They, they don't have opponents for the first four games. BYU is supposed to play games, two of them against Big Ten schools, three against Pac-12 schools. Those are all off the table now. Don't spend a second panicking. Well, what, what's the schedule going to be? There isn't going to be one. They're not going to play college football in the fall. It's not the right time for it. Like, it's really that's. I talked to George Reister, NFL tight end, earlier on Friday. He gave me a, he gave me a call, and he was talking about someone blasting heavy metal music and how he didn't want to walk by those people with his wife because he thought they might be crazy people. And I got a laugh out of that. I love heavy metal. George doesn't, so it was a funny story. But he also talked to me about COVID a little bit, and he used a great, great comparison. His analogy was, 
it's like a, a young kid thinking that his or hers uh, deadbeat dad is going to pick him up. And the deadbeat dad is not going to do that. <laughs> but you have this false hope. Like picture this little five-year-old girl like, Dad said he was, he was going to take me shopping and then we were going to go to the park. And you're just sitting there like, ah, it's just heartbreaking. But this deadbeat guy isn't going to show up. That's how I feel where the college football season is relating to COVID. I think a lot of fans have this false hope. It's like Jim Harbaugh is that little five-year-old boy where he just said he's like, well, there are no experts that are saying that uh, the virus spreads because of sports. Really? Just do the math. You think 37 Clemson players testing positive for COVID? Like if, if they don't know that they're positive and they go to the grocery store, they're not candidates to pass COVID on to the next person. It's just crazy. It's like Jim Harbaugh is that young five-year-old boy like, Dad said he was going to pick me up and we were going to go play baseball. And you're just like, gosh, kid, I hate to break it to you, but Pops isn't showing up. That's how I feel about the college football season. The numbers are spiking. Look at the Pac-12. They're going to a conference-only schedule. Numbers are spiking in Arizona and California. That's where half the schools are in the Pac-12. Like, so how? How is just going to a conference-only schedule going to magically help everything dramatically? It isn't. It's just delaying the inevitable. The smart move is to delay, just like the Ivy League is doing. And eventually, I think that's what college football ends up doing. It's the lesser of two evils. And it gives you a better chance of not seeing your numbers within college football spike. A lot of young, unpaid players getting COVID, coaches getting COVID, maybe someone getting deathly ill. It's better to wait. And hopefully the landscape looks a lot better once the the year changes to 2021. That's the smart play. And I think that's the play that's eventually made. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. All right. We close it down in style. There's actually a, some funny audio I want to get to you guys. I have newfound respect for an NBA player. And you'll find out why around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noe here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. I'll tell you what, Roberto, he saved the best for last. A little Metallica at the end of the show. You kidding me? Very well done. Master of Puppets. Very nice. Very nice. Quality. So, um, <laughs> some NBA comments. Well, NBA players were making comments, and a couple of them caught my attention. I thought this one was very funny. J.R. Smith. He was talking about the a little blanket. There's this this little tightly packed blanket in a, a package, right? It was an NBA blanket, and J.R. Smith, new Laker, he was not fond of this. Here's what he had to say in Orlando getting set for the restart. Look at the blanket, bro. <laughs> bro, what the f***? <laughs> nah, I know, I know Brian ain't got this. I know Bron AD out here six twelve. I know they not using this little blanket, bro. I know y'all not. <laughs> I don't know why I got a, a kick out of that. Now he's also talking about some of the food. The food has been a big talking point here. It doesn't look to be fine dining over there in Orlando just yet. But J.R. Smith, he flipped the script. 
He liked what was on the menu, at least a few things. Check this out. New York strip steak? Ooh. Braised beef short ribs? Damn. Shrimp and grits? Yeah, I, I haven't had shrimp and grits before. I've not done that. That seems like an eclectic mix right there. But I am fond of uh, New York strip steak for sure. No doubt about that. But also this, John Morant. This guy, I'm a big John Morant fan because he had this to say about bringing his own food. Here you go. I'm not a silver spoon guy, so um, I know how to, you know, I guess live in, in the conditions. I, I brought my own food and stuff down here. Um, so I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm a ramen noodle guy. I'm, I'm used to all this. There it is. Ramen noodles. Still ride hard for ramen noodles. Be flavored above all. Not even close. Not even remotely close. Yeah, you can dabble with pork. Great. You can dabble with chicken. Fine. Beef. All day. All day on that one. But uh, him being in the ramen noodle uh, way of thinking, very well done on his part. I loved what... Patrick Beverly said, too, the bubble is what you make it. <laughs> he had a video. It was great. He was like a little kid. He's going through, like, he has shirts stacked up and just his hotel room. He was just looking at the bright side. It was great advice. Okay, um, real quickly, let's go to this. Mark Ingram, he was on CBS HQ, Baltimore Ravens running back. Listen to what he says about his quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Here you go. If Patrick Mahomes is worth a half billion dollars, how much is your quarterback, Lamar Jackson, worth? He got to be worth right at least the same amount, if not more. You know what I mean? So I know he's chomping at the bit to get his opportunity to, you know, get his extension. But he's not worried about that. He just want to play good ball. He want to win games. But uh, we know LJ going to secure that bag real soon. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to give a little grace because – Mark Ingram is a teammate of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was dynamic last year. He truly deserved the MVP. He was great. But he hasn't been great in the playoffs. And the other thing is, you would be high, out of your mind drunk, to give Lamar Jackson a 10-year deal for around a half billion dollars. Just look at the, his style of play. That guy takes way more chances running the football and the extra punishment he takes. Like Aaron Rodgers in a preseason game went up after the game was played to Lamar Jackson and said, get down, like, please. He's not going up to Patrick Mahomes saying the same thing. Mahomes doesn't take as many chances. That matters. All right, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun this evening. I, I don't know about ESPN Plus, the pay-per-view. I want to see the Masvidal fight, but I, I don't want to watch it on my laptop, you know? Go get an Apple TV like right now. <laughs> Roberto, you have fun with your other nine shifts, man. I hope that uh, you're okay until Tuesday here on Fox Sports Radio. Bursch, shout out. We'll see you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 